Why, you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Hey, it's me. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Hello, everybody. It's your pal, Ed Bosshart, with another great episode of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. It is January 1st, 2018, and we are on number, episode number 20. Guys, we made it to 20. We got my co-host, Kev Garbit. How you doing, Kev? Hello. Hello. Happy New Year, all. And James Hebert. Hey, what is up, my friends? Actually, Kev, isn't it your birthday coming up soon? Ooh. Ooh. It is. Oh, Ed, you shot me there. Happy early birthday. Thank you so much. Three days. (laughs) Three days to go. Yep, yep. It's Don't just, ask me how it's old. just a number. Yeah, we're not going to mm. talk about it. <laughs> 40. 44. <clears throat> Ooh, that is a good number. I like that. That's a big number, isn't it? Look at this. See, Episode can... 20, guys. We made it to 20. This is a big thing. Yeah, plan. brilliant. Brilliant, guys. I think yeah, in podcasting, absolutely. when you get to like 20, it's like maybe you're actually serious about doing it. Oh, is 20 the big number then? Is 20 the. the I don't know. The... I, I half made that up. But... No, I, I, don't, oh, I thought that was true. <laughs> Well, that was true. I believed you. I believed you. Anyway, uh, I'll get the scruff out of the way. You can email us at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Um, you know, with any thoughts, any questions you want us to discuss on the episode. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scruffypodcasters. You can follow us on Twitter at scruffypodcast. James is at... Hebert207. Yeah. Uh, Kev is at KPG1974. Did you see the 1974? The birthday. Uh, People figure that out. (laughs) Yay! And me at ScruffyEdB. And you can leave reviews for us, good ones on iTunes. uh, Only good ones. Only good ones. So, guys, we haven't been on in a couple weeks, so this is. I've kind of missed it a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that Chris, that Christmas bullshit got in the way, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it, it did. did. Speaking of Christmas, Christmas, James, you get anything Star Warsy for Christmas? I got a Porg. I got a Porg. <laughs> it, goes in, it goes in the rear of my window, and it came with a sticker that said Porg on board. Oh, the same um, thing I got, right? Yeah, pretty much. I also, uh, my buddy picked up a nice pair of Sperry's. They're bright white with a Rebel logo on the front of them. That's pretty dope. And uh, I got this new mic contraption for the podcast. Nice. So it's pretty dope. Everything is great. Everything is Dude, great. those shoes look sweet. I'm they not, are dope. Oh, they're sweet. Those shoes are awesome. 
Yep. You're gonna go super comfy, in super. Oh yeah, hell yeah. James, have you worn them outside yet? Have you been, you know? No, they're just house shoes only. But I've I've gotten them dirty already. We're playing pool, and I accidentally hit it with my uh, pool cue. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> it's Star Wars. <laughs> Things are meant to look dirty, right? Exactly. Mm. Scruffy looking. Scruffy looking. Yeah, Kev. Scruffy looking. You get anything? Um. Yeah, I got. Um, I got the fortieth um, anniversary. A new Hope vinyl box set because I'm a. I love my records. I've got a bit of a record collection and everything. And uh, so I got that. I got um, the Snoke um, Elite Series figure. Uh, he's not in half, by the way. He's not in half, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed. You can always modify I was, it. I was. I was. I thought about you know petitioning to get it taken back and Fox know what they've done to him. And off some mysterious gift from beyond. Oh, yeah. oh, I, God, I forgot about that. I, I I have. I thought I'd save this one. Uh, yeah, I got a. I got a. Um, <coughs> I, missed, I got a. I got a parcel delivered, and I, I missed the delivery. And I got this little card pushed through my door saying, "Collect this parcel." And I thought, "What? What, what on earth is that? I, I've not ordered anything." So I went to the. I went to the post office and collected this parcel, and it's this square-shaped box. And I'm like, "What the? What is this?" I'm like, "I've not, I've not ordered anything." And it says like, "I've got like a customs things on from um, from from the United States." And I'm like, "I can't the remember." Fuck is this guy? I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "What? What is this?" I thought, "Have, have I in a drunken state ordered something?" And I can't remember <laughs> what it was. I was like, "What is this?" So I, 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 I get it home, opened it up, and. To my absolute, just nerd delight, speaking of the Porg, a beautiful Porg mug. And it took me all my detective skills, all of the, the detective powers like in me to realise, Mr. Ed Bossart <laughs> has sent me a beautiful Christmas present. So, Ed, on behalf of myself, thank you so much. That was so kind. Is that a good Brilliant. size mug for tea? I, I didn't know. I was like, should I get a bigger one? Or... Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really nice size. You saw the picture. I put a picture on of my first my first cup of English tea in it. Um, but no, it was it was amazing. I was like, it's got to be from it's got to be from there. And uh, so that was the. So describe it. What does it look the, like? What does it look the like? The pork. Yeah. Have so... you seen it? No, I know. Just for the listeners. Oh, it's like a it's it, it's like a black and white porg um so it's got the picture of a porg and it's like a white mug picture of a porg in black and then it says what does it sound it says porg porg life porg life <laughs> porg life and it's amazing and it's uh it's my treasured possession now Ed. it's absolutely because you know my view on the porgs now i'm pro porg now i've completely yeah. changed my view pro porg. Life, i'm pro porg now, i like so, to think uh, that i like to think the mug helped you uh switch over <laughs> Yeah, you said yeah. <laughs> although, although I'm going to start the pog mug backlash soon, Ed, and I'm going to have a. Um, oh, I'm going to start a. You know, fucking hell, yeah. Let's have the. This is the pogs weren't in do, the EU. Fuck you. Yeah, no, fuck you. Fuck you, Disney. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, it's like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have that. I'm gonna have the start the petition to have the pog mug deleted from history. 
<laughs> but no, Ed, it was it was amazing. Yeah. But yeah, Merry that, Christmas that was and a... happy birthday. That was like Thank combined. You so little... Thank you so much. Brilliant, what a gentleman. Thanks. thanks for staying up till three a.m. every Monday with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking to you guys at three a.m. I mean, that's just, that's just. I deserve a medal of some. I deserve a pork book for that, don't I? <laughs> yeah. That's just fucked. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But right. no, that was that was my that was my Christmas things. How about you, Ed? Um, I feel like I'm gonna miss something, but I got a bunch of mugs from the last, uh, actually a couple from the Last Jedi, which was just BB-8 and Chewie, and then a couple one couple from uh, Rogue One. One was like the Empire, one's the Rebels. They're coffee mugs. I, I really like the Krennic one. The Krennic. Yeah, it has Krennic on the front. Yes. I love mm. that. That was like the biggest thing I liked out of all of what I got. Um. I got Star Wars Pictopia, which is actually kind of cool. We looked a little bit at it. There were actually one or two things I didn't know. <laughs> but it was like Ooh. stupid stuff. Like, which are, what was the R4? I didn't know like the second two letters. It's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, like Obi-Wan's droids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And the prequels. And it has a Rebels questions as well. From the cartoon, I didn't. I was James. Will, James will like those. James yeah. will like those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyway, you like rebels, James, don't you? You love rebels. I James, love rebels. <laughs> I, I can bring that down. We can we can play that at some point. Um, oh, awesome! What else did I get? Uh, some Star Wars Play-Doh stuff because of the girls. And Pose X-wing Legos. Oh, okay. Dope. Have you... Oh. The black and orange one. Just for the listeners, we can see a picture of it. Beautiful. Has it um, begun construction yet, or... Nope, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Did you do the um, Star Star Destroyer? Yes, it's all done. It's sitting on the shelf over there. That's all done? It looks Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Hmm. And I... um, What were the... The girls in their R2. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that was so cool. In their R2 headwear. Tell Thank us that you. One. I almost Tell forgot. So uh, my wife bought them matching towels. And there's <laughs> like we have we've had a couple towels that have hoods on built in on them. But she found ones that were actual like R2D2 ones. So it's like an R2D2 hood on a yeah. towel. So like wrapped up in it, they actually look like R two D two. It's kind of funny. They did, look, yeah. The pictures you put on there were were brilliant. <laughs> where, where did so where did Gina get those from? Then I don't know. I want to I want to say Kohl's, maybe Target. Oof. I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, they looked awesome. They looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, so that was our Star Wars Christmases. Eh? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Merry mm-hmm. Christmas to everybody. Hope. You all had a good one. All right. Um, and, or if you celebrated another holiday, that too. Of course, yeah. You don't discriminate. <clears throat> okay. We ready for Are You Kidding Me? Kevin, you ready? <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that to me. You'll give me a heart attack. On my 44th birthday, I got birthday, your back. I, have an I got your back. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do yeah. this week's as well. I am sorry. This was it was my turn, everybody, and in, in my uh, <clears throat> I just completely forgot it. That it was my turn. I'll blame you, Ed, for not reminding me. That's that true. Right? I I thought of it like two days ago, and then I 
Totally. Yeah, you see, you see, it's not, I'm not to blame. I'm not to blame. I'm completely and utterly blameless. <laughs> so right. it's you, Ed. We ready for it? Let's do, mm, it. Let's do it. Let's do, do it. it. Are you kidding me? A surprise, to be sure. But it worked. Ah, oh, I love Sheev. All right. So. Are you kidding me? I'm going to the prequels on this one. Phantom Ooh. Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah, the, the best Star Wars film of all time. Best one to have on Are You Kidding Me About. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. No, that's I'm just kidding. It. That's uh, it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, oh. the end. Although, um, although, although, although now there is a film hated more than The Phantom Menace, I think, isn't there? No. <laughs> No. 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 <laughs> All according right. to Rotten Tomato. According to Rotten Tomatoes. What's a tomato? I'm just kidding. The fuck's a tomato? <laughs> oh fuck! Here we go. Here we go. Is it tomato over there? Is it tomato. the same as a potato? Yeah. No, potato. You say potato. Well, why don't you, you say, say tomato then? <laughs> tomato. That's oh, that sounds awful. You say tomato. It's a tomato. Rotten tomatoes. Alright, agree to disagree. Oh, again. <laughs> again. Oh, you funny Americans, look. You funny strange Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so do we we all know the character Mace Windu. He's the Jedi Master that was played by uh none other than Samuel L. Jackson. And no. uh apparently sometime before his death, Tupac Shakur Tupac Audition to play Jedi Master Mace Windu. Get out of here. Yeah, apparently um, Rick Clifford, I guess his name is, who worked as an engineer at the record company, said that uh, Tupac told him he had gone for a reading with George Lucas. But the part went to Samuel L. Really? Oh, can you imagine that? Tupac is oh my god! Crazy, that could right? have been a Are you kidding yeah. me? Are you kidding me? I honestly did not know that. Uh, so he actually, he actually into chaos. He <laughs> so he actually had an audition. Then. Uh, that's what. That's what the, the guy said. Yeah, he went for a reading. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like it. Yeah. Wow. Ooh. That's that's just nutty. Well, he's been in movies apparently in the nineties. So. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was an actor. Wasn't he? Was he any? Poetic um, justice. Um, above the rim. Yeah. I think I've seen uh, that. One. Bullet, gridlocked. You know, stuff. Mm. <laughs> and stuff. And <laughs> lots, lots of other things. Lots of other things. Well, but, anyway, no, that's that, an that was the segment. So sure, yeah. sure. Right. Tupac. So so what you had who playing Darth Maul? Benicio del Toro and we got Tupac possibly mm. doing Mace Windu. Think of it where Star Wars could be. Oh yeah. In a menace today. Yeah, in a dark, dark place. <laughs> <laughs> it already is, so whatever. Um <laughs> let's go to the news. We'll bang through the news. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna do uh, the news, 
for the last week and a half that we missed, and then we are going to talk The Last Jedi for most of this episode. Our new thoughts. We've all seen it now three times, all of us. And we're going to have our new thoughts of it, and we're actually going to go through each character, main character. Uh, Luke, Ray, Kylo, Poe, Finn, Rose. I threw Lei in there. Um, if you guys have other characters you want to go over, that too. Um, but uh, And their character arcs. We're going to go through that, because I feel like that was the strength for the movie, was developing mm-hmm. the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. So let's start with the news. Boop, 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 boop. Uh... <laughs> Is that our wow. new jingle? No. I got, no. I got the feeling that was that was a really cheap jingle. No. No. <laughs> budget no. cuts. All the budget cuts. Yeah, we're in, we're into a new year. We've got new no money left. We spent it all last year, didn't we? So we've got. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll start with the Last <laughs> Jedi box office numbers. So, opening weekend, two hundred and twenty million domestic, I believe. Uh. Second only to The Force Awakens, which had $248 million. Uh, and according to Box Office Mojo, it's currently today, June 1st, sitting at $533 million domestic and $1.05 billion worldwide. Damn. And Ooh. is the highest grossing film of 2017. <clears throat> With in the just, space of with just like yeah. Yeah, two weeks, yeah, two weeks, yeah. Um, wow. According to Variety, it's the second highest Christmas Day box office gross, going with thirty-two million on Christmas Day. Second to The Force Awakens, the Force Awakens. <laughs> which had forty-nine point three million. So the last Jedi had thirty-two. Christ- Force Awakens had forty-nine on Christmas Day. So mm. it's. Uh, as despite the articles that have come out recently about how it's gone down significantly the second weekend, I think with the third weekend coming through, it's actually back on track. It's not, I, I don't know, it's, it's doing what we think. It's not going to do as well as The Force Awakens. It's going to do better than Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Exactly what's happening. Yeah, which I, think, which I think everybody expected that, didn't they? I don't think that's a surprise. <clears throat> it was never going to do as well as The Force Awakens, but I always thought it would do certainly more than Rogue One. Um, right. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So is uh, there any? Does it say how it's performed over? Because I know um, I read something that they were looking at the sort of Christmas New Year period. It sounds like it's done quite well over that then. Yeah. Just that's like a yeah. The second weekend was a big drop for where it started. Which mm-hmm. was all, was really high in itself, so I don't know how far you can mm. take that. But uh, it apparently has like gained background. So mm. okay, mm. interesting. So I, do you think? Um, so do you think it will continue to perform well now? Well, Sounds like it does. Uh, China's release date January fifth. January fifth. Mm. So we'll see. Where that ends up. It's such a bummer that they get it so much later than we do. Mm. Well, I, I was that? reading... Why, I was actually... They... Well, wait. I was actually reading an article that... I can't remember the website, and I apologize. But uh, Disney actually 
offered December 15th. No, not Disney. China actually was okay with December 15th because they're, they're usually the ones that are like, yay or nay. Unlike mm-hmm. here, it's like the theaters or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, Disney was like, no. Disney was like January 5th. They wanted it January 5th. Interesting. Mm. And uh, I don't know what it has to do with anything. I know Chinese New Year's end of January-ish, and that's when, like, or February, beginning of February. So that's when, like, all the theaters only show Chinese stuff. Mm. So I presume, because I know there's been a lot of issues, I presume they're getting the movie on cut. Because I know a lot of the time they have different versions, don't they, that go mm, over there. Mm-hmm. Certain certain things. Yeah, I don't know they, about that. They sort of, yeah. I, I just I know they have the cater for the market there, don't they? And they have, if they disagree with something or if something goes against their culture, it can get re-edited. Or I'm presuming in this case, it it's going to be the complete two and a half hour movie, isn't it? I presume. I presume that's going to be the. Um, yeah. The way you fall that one. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that one should perform well over there. Did The Force Awakens perform well over there? I don't Charlie? know. I don't think Star Wars does incredible over there. I mean... I don't think it does, does it? I think... Cause, yeah, I'm not... Because Transformers does well there, so whatever. And Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it's fucking Star Wars. Who doesn't like Star Wars? Uh... Oh, good grief. <laughs> Read Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to those fuckholes. Mm. <laughs> Uh, hey, Ridley Scott, that director, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> he directed Martian, Gladiator, and Blade Runner. Blade um, Runner, Alien. The Alien, original, yep. Brilliant, yeah. He talked about Star Wars <clears throat> and Disney's running of the whole thing. And referring to Disney, he says, I think, I quote, I think they like to be in control. And I like to be in control myself. End quote. He thinks it's stupid hiring a guy that's only done a low-budget film and suddenly giving them a $180 million film budget. And then goes on to say, reshoots that we've been hearing about costing a lot, and he hints that he would just get it done under the budget and on time. And then when asked if he was offered to do a Star Wars film? He said, no. He's too dangerous. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. So is he particularly singling out Gareth Edwards for that, then? Or I Ryan think so. Johnson or... I think yeah. Gareth Edwards and maybe possibly Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, yeah, but Looper wasn't a... True. Ryan yeah, I think it was Looper. kind of low budget. Think about the Looper movie. Mm. They didn't really do have much many giant sets you know like it was no i suppose i suppose not one or I two that is, big I mean, actors gareth Ed, yeah gareth edwards had done godzilla hadn't he so i don't <clears throat> necessarily agree with him on that that's true too i don't yeah. i don't i don't i don't think that that that's all you know ridley scott's made some terrible films he's yeah. made some great yeah. films yeah. so you can't say that it's like anything it's like sports stars and everything experience doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a great film no, so I don't, true. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I was know, keyed in more on a... his reshoot comment because mm. I was under the understanding that reshoots were kind of normal, but yeah. I guess with the Star Wars films that are happening, maybe it's they're doing way more. 
Anyway. Well, that that certainly was the case by the sound of it for Rogue One, wasn't it? I don't. Yeah. And look I how mean, Rogue it... One turned out. Great. Yeah, it was great. Everything's fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Mm. So I don't, I don't necessarily think. Good. I mean, it... <laughs> good. So you don't necessarily think what? I can't remember what I was going to say there. I just think that's it's just like when they talk about oh they shouldn't be doing this, they shouldn't be doing that. I get why they have done it. Just look um, at the final product and then decide. Mm, yeah, if it was you know if it was. You know, I, I completely the reshoots are there. I think most they've always said that the Marvel films, the Star Wars films, most films go through reshoots. It's probably because these are big budget ones; they go through more. The, the, pre, right. the prequels um, didn't have any reshoots, right? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah and, 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 <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they probably they must have done. But just because them. you know, you could have, you know, you could have an experienced director involved. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to. Is going to direct a great movie. I mean, you know, there was a everybody saying, "Oh, get Chris Nolan to do a Star Wars film. Get Chris Nolan to do a Star Wars film." And you know, it doesn't necessarily guarantee anything. Right. I didn't think The Dark Knight Rises was a great movie, and that's that's a Chris Nolan film. The Dark Knight is a masterpiece, but oh yeah, mm-hmm. so it doesn't guarantee anything. And just because somebody's never directed a big budget film doesn't mean that they're going to be a terrible choice so i don't know it's just i don't know you could have a second round draft pick and get a super Super bowl winning quarterback yeah michael bay's an experienced director and i wouldn't want i wouldn't want him you wouldn't want him anywhere near a star wars film would you so i don't anyway people would disagree with that anyway but there you go so uh speaking of uh the prequels george lucas saw the Last Jedi, and he talked to someone about it, the Hollywood Reporter. Oh God! And he said, "Why'd you say that, James?" <laughs> and I quote, <laughs> "And I quote," he says, "It was beautifully made." End quote. What do you think about that? It paid, yeah. a, it, it paid him a lot to say that. <laughs> yeah, I think. Go on. I I think he likes it. I don't know. I beautifully made is an interesting choice of words. Um, mm. I just when I hear that, I I I feel like he actually did like it. Like I, I can't remember exactly what he said for the Force Awakens, but I I wasn't he believing did, he it. He did. He genuinely. I, I I can remember. I don't know if you can, James, as well. I'm sure Luke has criticized the Force Awakens for being too nostalgic. <laughs> I can't remember, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure he did say it was. He, he, I think he actually said, and I'm not. I'm sure he said it wasn't the way he would have gone mm-hmm. with it. I think he said that it was, it was too nostalgic, and I, I'm sure he did. I think he's. I think he said he liked it. He was probably towing the PR line on that, but I think he was kind of saying. He, he kind of, I'm sure he defended the prequels with that, saying, look, you know, I tried to do something new and different, which the fans just hated, you know, and I think he was kind of slightly critical of The Force Awakens. So to say that about The Last Jedi is quite interesting. I think he really, I think he liked Rogue One, too. 
mm. quite a bit. But I think this feels like he liked it more than he did Rogue One. So, I mean, that's just me, well, my a, own opinion. Well, see, it's quite interesting that because I've um, I've, I've got the um, I don't know if you bought the art of the Last Jedi. The the no, I didn't. Um, the, the the book, and I've and I've been reading that, and, and genuinely, I I do think Lucas. I think this is that's the way Lucas wanted to go with Star Wars. If he was doing an episode um, seven and eight, it sounds like to me, reading the the book that, you know, I mean, we'll get to it in a bit. But all this bullshit about Luke, it sounds like Lucas wanted to take him that way anyway, and Ryan Johnson's yep. done that. So I think that's kind of why he's probably in support of the film because right. Ryan Johnson's been quite brave and gone. Okay, let's follow. <laughs> Let's have a look at what happens at this point. Yeah, and I good. think, and I do genuinely think that Lucas would have gone that way himself. And I think that's, I do think in this circumstance that is probably praise of it is quite genuine rather than a PR. Yeah, yeah. Stun. I don't know what you guys think, James. What do you do? You... No, I mean, I, it, Lucas wants his. Uh, he wants the legacy to go on. He wants it to last. You know, he doesn't want it to die. So I think uh, him saying that he does like the new, he likes the last Jedi is genuine. Mm-hmm. It's totally genuine. Ryan Johnson also had some comments about Lando again. Remember how we? Oh, okay. Uh, remember how he said. Never even thought about it. Wasn't even like an idea, whatever. We just just didn't fit in it. So he comes in mm. and says recently, an interview with playlist the playlist. He did actually briefly consider putting Lando in for DJ, but obviously wouldn't fit. Like Lando wouldn't betray. No, right. No. So no. obviously not. No. But he'd said he'd briefly thought of it. So I don't know. Take it or leave it. But no. <clears throat> Yeah, I know. But they could have thrown him in. Ugh, we already talked about this. They could have had a cameo somewhere. But it is still a mystery where Lando is, isn't it? But, you know, take a step back. Take a step back. This is only... What? How long does this movie span for? Like two days? We're not really sure, I don't think. Like uh, one day. Yeah. That's another issue with the movie. Cause yes, it is an Ray, issue with the Ray movie. Ray definitely spent the night yeah. a couple times. But anyway, uh, maybe I I do think Lando. He's doing his own thing on Cloud City again, right? According to the books. Yes. So he started. Mm. He's starting up a casino and yada yada. So I don't think he'd be around. Mm. Okay. Anyway, mm. where, Kev? Mm. Where your princes of England? They've been caught. <laughs> They've been cut. <laughs> they've, been, they've, they've, they've been cut out of the movie, apparently. Yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be on the deleted scenes, I've read somewhere. That there's um, the Tom Hardy one. Tom Hardy and the two princes were all in a scene together. And um, I think they've... I, um, I believe Ryan Johnson's tweeted or done an article saying they were actually cut out of the movie. Because oh, I always thought... All. Yeah, I always kind of watching the movie... Again, thinking, like, let's have a look at. Um, I always thought they were, they might be the two stormtroopers that go to attack Finn and Rose. You know, when they're on the ground and 
Mm. Um, that was my... <clears throat> but then when Ryan Johnson said that they'd actually been cut out the movie, because apparently there's one of the scenes that's cut out the movie is the Tom Hardy one, and it's he, he slaps Finn on the backside or something on some right, scene. Right, he's and, a stormtrooper promoting... Yeah. Like, congratulations on the promotion or whatever. Yeah, and, and sort of getting out of the first... And then, and but I think Ryan Johnson just said it just didn't, you know, fit fit with the movie at all. So they they cut that out, and they were in that scene as well. So as far as I'm aware, that scene did get, unless it's, um, they are in there, and that's just a little, um, yeah. The, you know, there was so, a whole yeah whole big thing, and they were all in the same like an elevator, right? Mm, yeah. And then I I, yeah. uh, I had read something because there's going to be like 20 minutes of deleted scenes. I had read yeah, something. Yeah, I've read that. Yeah. I had read something where Finn Finn was trying to convince a group of stormtroopers to defect with him. Like you can you can uh, you can get away from Phasma. I did it. You know, like blah blah blah. Mm. And then okay, Phasma yeah. walks up and shoots them all. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. But uh, that's an, I mean that that's would add interesting... mm. to Phasma to so a whole new level. I would have mm. been awesome. I mean, I would have been awesome. I would have loved it. Anyway, that does sound really good. Yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I, I, I have you know I'm, I'm, I have read that they actually did get cut out of the movie as well because there's mm. we've seen we've all seen the um, Gareth Edwards one now. Yep. Yep, yeah. he's in there. He's in the trench there, and mm. um, Edgar, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. He's a rebel, he's... a rebel resistance soldier. Mm. And apparently, Gary Barlow is as well. To take that lead singer, he he filmed with Gareth Edwards apparently because Gareth Edwards has said that. Um, was it Gareth Edwards that said he was filming? He went down. They told him this time the place to go shoot your scene, and he got there, and Gary Barlow was there. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, apparently they're all in that uh, the, the scenes in crates at the end. I mean, Gareth Edwards is quite easy to spot, isn't he? In in that. One. Oh yeah, I yeah. saw him like yeah. immediately. I was like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Gareth. There Edwards. he is. Yeah. <laughs> Only there we would is. know that, right? <laughs> I, I did. I did notice that on the very first screening as well, on the midnight one, that it was just like, yeah, there's Gareth. Don't seen that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, apparently, uh, apparently our princes are. Cult they're missing movie. yeah uh well they, have, a, they have another movie chance to get in there there's an episode nine coming up in mm. december of 2019 uh i was reading on star wars underworld that uh jj pitched the story the story already like they're done right really? the overall story on sure, december 15th sure. pitch the story what? Yeah, like on the release day of oh 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 Last Jedi. Mm. Oh, it was according to Fanthatracks. That's who said it. Um, and That's cool. uh, it has a working title of Black Diamond and a business Ooh. name of Carbonado Industries, which is a type of black diamond. Carbonado. Take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Black yeah. Diamond. Hmm. There's one on mm. Snoke's finger. <laughs> there's a dark saber <laughs> black lightsaber there's a i don't know you could take it anyway that it could be a skiing reference hmm? could be could be could be mm. 
I wonder what. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, usually these names have nothing to do with it. Um, no, it's like Blue Blue Harvest. What was it? Space Bears. Was one? Blue Harvest, wasn't it? For Space Bears was Rogue One, right? Rogue One, was it? Yeah, I think that was, wasn't it? They must have all had different code names at the time. I can't remember what they were now, but um. Yeah. It's interesting though that, that the script is done already though, if you say it. it's pitched to well, the story well, is the I don't think the the, your story, yeah, yeah. The, the story then sorry. So um I wonder at what point he saw The Last Jedi to take his story from there. You know, I wonder how much it's earlier than we think. Yeah, that's what I say, because a lot of people um, you know, one of the one of the <clears> absolute <throat> backlashes of this is it doesn't tie up in a neat bow all the questions the Force Awakens ask. But he, he's, 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 um, if he's the executive producer of The Last Jedi, he must have had some sort of say in where the story's going, wouldn't he, surely? Mm. Yeah, but he was which, which would Which would influence Nine, his, vers- his, his vision of Nine, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, I know, yeah. But he knew he wasn't writing Nine until mm. later, like later than usual. Because Ryan mm. Johnson had... Knew he was doing eight while The Force Awakens was filming so that Ryan could ask for little little like, mm. tweaks going on in the movie to help his story. Well, he said that he said that one at, at the, the, the end of The Force Awakens, wasn't it? He wanted R2 there and not BB-8 because originally yeah. BB-8 was going to be there. But he said, no, I, can you put R2 there? There's a reason yeah. that I want it him there. And then obviously sense. that it makes sense <laughs> in The Last Jedi, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, I do love that scene. So I do love that scene, by the way. Ryan Johnson actually talked uh, with Wired Magazine about handing things off to JJ. And I'm going to read, read a semi-long quote. It's not that long. Sure, sure. It says, It's very much a baton handoff. It's rarely a race. From 7 to 8 and now 8 to 9. We sit down and have a conversation. From 7 to 8... It was mostly me asking J.J. Abrams about The Force Awakens and the choices in it. Like, what do you think this meant? What do you think that meant? Getting all the information I can out of him. But from there, it's a clean handoff. (coughs) And I think it's something that's very important in the storytelling in these movies. I had a free hand to take it where I wanted to take it and make choices about what I thought was going to be best for the dramatic situations and where the story went. The same thing from 8 to 9. And actually, I couldn't give you spoilers if I wanted to. (laughs) JJ and Chris Terrio are off writing 9 right now. And we had a conversation where I I just kind of gave him a download of where I left things and the potential that I saw. But the truth is, they're picking it up and they're going to tell their story. And I just get to be an audience member now to see how they bring it home. Mm. So they do communicate. So how, do you, how do you? Yeah. How do you both feel about that? I mean, I feel mostly okay about it. Yeah, me too. I, I mean, what else are they gonna do? It's kind of what I thought. It makes sense. Um, you're not getting paid for the next movie, so you're not gonna be there. All right. the time, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to hand it off, <clears throat> like you said. Mm-hmm. Give him his thoughts. Maybe be a phone call away just in case you need another voice here and there. But, yeah. 
What do you think, Kevin? I know, you, I know you've well, been skeptical about the the um the fragmentation of the movies here. Yeah, it still it still it still strikes me as odd. You know, it still strikes me as odd that I, I'm not against it. I, I completely agree with you guys, but I do. I still think that if you write in a trilogy, you'd kind of write them together. Do you get what I mean? If you'd, you'd kind of I mean, we'll we'll sort of talk about the Last Jedi at the minute, and I get, you know, that. But when Ryan Johnson writes Episode Eight, which is the middle part, and then he's just going, "I'm not involved in Nine at all. That's completely a different writer. Let them do their own thing." I still kind of think. I I don't know. I I put I I find that odd. Hmm. That that they're not kind of going. Okay, look. <clears throat> this like is the Force Awakens before seven, <clears throat> being like this is how eight and nine are. Gonna yeah, be. yeah. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me, Excuse, just a second. <clears throat> Excuse me, fellas. Sorry about that. Um, the, the, <clears throat> anyway, with, with with episode eight, that we kind of had this conversation of: is there an arc? Is there an old an old plan for this? Now, I I genuinely do think there isn't. Now I've I've come to the conclusion that they that there wasn't a plan of you know when they asked Ryan Johnson is there a big storyboard that you go in and then they say right this has got to happen but how you fit all that in is down to you and he mm. said no there was none of that which I um, you know watching the Last Jedi I do get that impression that it, it was right one writer's vision is this but another writer's vision is something else. And then that writer is coming back for this. Now, people will completely feel different, but it's still, to me, a, a kind of, from episode seven to episode eight, I kind of feel that there's a bit of a conflict in the writing, but that doesn't make The Last Jedi a bad movie in any way, shape or form, which we'll get to in a second, because I still, I think it's a really good movie. But mm. I still think, that from a that it's still whether that's deliberate. This is the thing which I'm sure we'll talk about. Is that deliberate? Um, I, I I like the idea that, and I'm assuming this happens from what we've seen and read. But the story group, the Lucasfilm story group, is kind of like a guiding hand. Mm. So like they'll they'll hire these writers and directors to do the the like big decisions, those big um imagined steps, you know, like I'm gonna do I'm gonna kill Luke or whatever, you know. Spoiler alert. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then or I'm gonna do this with technology, start start destroyers doing this. I'm gonna do I'm gonna send this ship hyperspace through another ship and see and I'm sure they run this by Mm. Pablo and Matt and all them at the story group and they they uh say yay or nay. Hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean it just you know, it, it's uh to me it's not an issue it's not really it just it, it's not a point where I've kind of thought what on earth is have they done here? It's kind of um I, I know I know it, with books I know with books, the story group steps in. They're like, you can't use this Star Destroyer because it's mm. over here during that time. Like, they, they yeah, well, really do pay attention to that shit. Mm. Well, they've, they've had this before, haven't they, with, you know, because it was always... 
it was always Lucas, wasn't it? And I know when Lucas approved the EU stuff, which is, I still think this is the major issue with a lot of fans out there. They can't get over the fact that Lucasfilm are not doing the EU now. And I think that's why a lot of people have taken against The Last Jedi. And, um, and I know they had to run things through him and he would say, well, look, you can do this story in the EU, you can do that story, but you cannot change these characters. You cannot kill these characters off. You cannot touch Luke because I will need them for the prequels. And he always, they always had to, he was the guiding foot. You always knew that. Now, for, for right or wrong, whatever that was on those decisions. But I don't know. I, I just wonder if there is that now. Is it Kathleen Kennedy? Is it Pablo Higaldo or something that's doing that? And then I still think to me, it's still a bit of a conflict in the writing from The Force Awakens to The Last Jedi. But so I wonder with Nine, will that be the same? Um, yeah, but, I don't know. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. Mm. He's going to do something amazing with Nine. I think so. I hope so. I hope so. Just, um, I, I think the only way they can do it is to go five to ten years down the line. In the I, think, I think... I think so. I agree with that. <laughs> to me, that makes sense now. Uh, to me, that makes sense for JJ to go because you can naturally write Leia at that point. Yep. Because, you know... You could even have a funeral if you really wanted, like they're doing I don't Star even Trek. necessarily... I don't even... Yeah, they could even do that, but I don't even necessarily think... Um, you know... Yeah, maybe, or maybe they could. She might not even be dead at that point. She might have just retired or something. Because, but you know, obviously, the big strength to me of the Last Jedi, and the, one of the one of the reasons I do really like it, is is it's it's positive about the future, and it is almost saying to people, look, this is this is a different type of Star Wars. You either like it or you hate it. You know, it's not a nostalgia fest. It's not this, that, and the other. So they could now, nine, I still think, will be set in the future, I think. Yeah. Don't well, you? I mean, you don't want to, like, what? what is there now? Like, you, if you go, if you do what they did with eight from seven, go the next mm. day, like, okay, now they've got to rebuild a second rebellion. Mm. Like, you don't want to see that. I mean. No, no. It's not epic movie Star Wars saga Skywalker, like I, I think you go five to ten years down and you you see Ray with an apprentice or even a, maybe a school, mm. an yeah. academy, and you see Kylo maturing. However, the fuck a character like him his matures over five to ten years and. Mm. And dealing well, with he's his a, well, he's new a, role he's a supreme leader. as yeah. supreme leader. So what does yeah. that do to him? Like, you know his mm. character. He's conflicted-ish, or maybe it's a show. I don't... F he's a really cool character because he's mm. so screwed up. <laughs> yeah. But he gets really angry at things and really focused mm. on them, and it's his flaw. Maybe he gets mature and learns mm. from that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I agree. I could totally agree. Shoot I think that's that piece of junk out of the sky. Out of the sky. Brilliant. Yeah, I know. That's that's the whole point. That's the whole point. And it may be lost on people, or they may hate it. Fine. 
you can't people have their view people have an opinion i've kind of stopped i've genuinely genuinely just stopped looking at the internet stopped reading the things about it you can only make your own mind up of what you want these films to be that's what this movie is it's it's clearly about you know forgetting the past and this is a new bunch of characters Characters it's not growing new characters leave the old ones like yeah over it's not about luke it's not about luke it's not about han and it's not really about leia anymore they are are new films if you want to if you want those films that trilogy's out there yeah go watch them trilogy I love those movies. You know, I kind of think it's a weird with, you know, I'm one of these, I am an original trilogy obsessive. I love them as kids. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. And I'm kind of thinking, is there something wrong with me then? Because I really like The Last Jedi. <laughs> you know, <it's> a, <laughs> well, no, because, well, at first you were conflicted, which I was, I was a little bit, but I, I knew deep down that I liked because, it. Hmm. Um, but I felt, I don't know. I felt like like you were a little more like what the fuck than I was. That's I was, I was, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I, well, I know of, uh, uh, Liam, who was on our pregame show. Uh, he messaged me. He's, I think he still doesn't like it, right? He hates it. I think I believe. I'm not quite yeah. sure, but that's what I say. That you so, can't. Yeah, I get. I get that. I'm not trying to convince anybody of how they should feel about a movie because everything no matter what what it is it's subjective to you and you but you can only say how you feel about it and the first my first viewing i was like what the hell what the, you know what that was not what i expected the second time i kind of i got it i get what it's about and we'll talk about the story arcs on it that when you sort of see like some of the acts you kind of look at things and kind of go the first time i saw them didn't make sense but they do. They come together at the end. They all make sense. Yeah. They all make sense by the end of it. They all make sense. It's what, you know, when I first saw them, they didn't fit. And I thought, they don't fit. They don't seem to fit. Um, it's kind of funny. It, it, like, you think about episodes seven and eight. Like, seven was, like, nostalgia lane. You know, like, mm. um, let's bring everybody back. Mm. Like, even the half fans. And we're gonna give you a movie that's very nostalgic. You got your old act, your old characters coming back. You got a lot of like scenes that like call back to the original trilogy. And then they give you the Last Jedi. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, a, the Force Awakens is a faint mm. on one side, so you lean that way, and then the Last Jedi is a punch yeah, right in the face. It is. It is that. And I get, and I do completely get why people have taken against it. And if they can't, that's up to them. It's up to them. I mean, I, I can remember from. I mean, honestly, we've, we've, if we'd have been podcasting for the past, you know, certainly since the Phantom Menace came out, every single Star Wars film goes through this. You know, from the Phantom Menace when it was like people were burning things and saying George Lucas has raped my childhood. <clears throat> these these films are terrible. From Attack of the Clones, which got slaughtered, Revenge of the Sith got slaughtered, Rogue One, Force Awakens. I just think, you know, I can remember a quote, and I don't know who said it, that said nobody hates Star Wars as much as Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. and that is 
utterly true. You know, you cannot. And I agree with Ryan Johnson. I mean, whatever your view on his films and JJ, JJ got some absolutely horrendous stick for The Force Awakens. You know, JJ got stick from Star Wars fans for being too nostalgic. Ryan Johnson's got stick for being completely the other opposite way. You just can't win, you know. Um, George for destroying the, you know, that, that wasn't what we expected from the prequels and everything. A lot of people will probably have a dig at me because I did not like The Phantom Menace. I still don't. Yeah, but it's how uh, I felt about it. Um, and I can't. There was a lot of <clears throat> poorly executed things in the prequels. Mm. There isn't in The Last Jedi. Uh, just a couple. Not, a couple not of... poorly, but like I think could have been better. So like there's nothing I agree. bad. I agree. This is what I say. It's, but... it's not a it's not a movie that I absolutely love. Um, the Last Jedi. Mm. Yeah, I I do love it, and it's because I, 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 and it's yeah, more. And I, and I think I will more though. I think I do more. I watch it the more I love it. This is yeah. what I'm saying about it. Because the more you, you think about at... it, even. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's about and what it's about and the themes in it. Now look, whatever. And we're we're gonna go over this. We're gonna go over this mm. coming up because okay. the okay. character yeah. arcs are just. Amazing, um, mm. the development. Anyway, uh, let's just finish up the news here. There's just two more things for the Han Solo film. Did you see Ron Howard's tweet for New Year's Day today? Was that the picture? Yeah. Is that the photo? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, it's it's a picture of someone holding a steering wheel of a mm. speeder, and it's it's very it's, similar to the one he posted before, wasn't it? Yeah. Except, is this Han? Solo? I mean, we can assume it. I don't see the striped mm. pants. The blood not on this one like we did on the original one, did we? No. But the gloves the gloves are on this one, though, aren't they? I've not got the picture in front of me at the minute, but the gloves are on. Yeah, there's so gloves, got... and it's got, like, wrist wraps that look like the cotton mm. from, like, Ray's costume a little bit. Also, mm-hmm. the pants are, like, acid splashed, or, like, there's, like, paint on them. Like, maybe he drove through some crap. Uh... Mm. I think the biggest thing people are pointing out is there's a monitor to the right that shows that, like, trench trench thing. Okay. You know, like, yeah, the little yeah. monitor in the um, original mm. in A New Hope yeah. that on Luke, in Luke's X-Wing, like, the trench thing. It shows that in one of the little monitors there, so. Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's, like, driving through a trench or what, whatnot. But did you see that picture, James? Mm, I did see that picture. It was interesting. I think it's cool. I love that shit. I love. Mm. I just love the retro, like, dirty look. I love it. I don't know. That's <laughs> what I love. That's why I like it more than Star Trek. Mm. The retro feel. Yeah. Of Star Wars. Yeah. The, retro, the beat up. The beat up dirtiness. Mm. But anyway. So that's mm. that. That's that picture. Any other thoughts on that one? Nope. Nope. Um. Per an interview with Variety, John Williams said he will compose a theme for Solo, Star Wars Story. And then John Powell will write the score. So as we know, Mm. as we know, there is no theme for Han in any of the soundtracks, right? So I think John Williams has had probably had something in mind, right? I mean, think about it. Going way back, he must have had something in in backup. So he's got to have something, some theme he's had in the works for a long time. So I'm very excited to hear it. 
Yeah, uh, I was with that. Also, John Powell, I'm uh, I, I, I'm fine with him. I'm a little on the fence because he's kind of a comedy, cartoony guy. But he did do Born, Born Identity, which was awesome. Mm. What are your thoughts on John Powell? Hear me I'm fine with James. Mm, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, John Williams had to have had some idea of... <clears throat> of what it was going to be like when he probably first wrote it years and years ago. Like, he probably just wrote down a few things. You know what I mean? Like, as you're coming up with themes for all these characters, you know, there has to be something there that I think you'll will probably recognize most uh, notably from Empire. Yeah. So I feel like you'll get some more Empire Strikes Back themes as far as music is concerned in this one. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I mean, get a little Shrek and How to Train a Dragon in there. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. Sure. One, one, one worry on that, though. If, if he composes a new theme for Han Solo, does that mean Lucas has to go back and alter all the, <laughs> all the, all the score for the original trilogy when Han Solo's in it? Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> special, really special editions. Yeah, <laughs> hey, but you know... We're gonna we're gonna get more of the retro stuff. We're gonna get the original trilogy mm. unaltered soon. That's right. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, I know so. They know they're gonna make a lot of money off of that if they do that. So you can expect to see that very soon. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that ends the news. Let's uh, let's dive right an hour into the podcast. Well, that's Jesus. Fine. It's fine. We're diving right into <laughs> the Last Jedi here. We're going to go over our first we're going to go over some new thoughts, new things we've seen in the last couple of times and then we'll do the character arcs. Uh try to avoid character arcs <laughs> for this first part. <laughs> yeah, it's it'll be tough. Yeah. Um I have a list of stuff already made. Um do you want me to go through that and then you guys can go yeah, beyond after that. that? We can just talk about it in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, just talk sure. about so I was. I so was... we've all we've all seen it three times, then now. Haven't yes, we? yes, yes, we have. Um, so let's. So just before we begin that, yeah. <clears throat> very very quick, because um, obviously we did our podcast of the when we first we'd seen it. So you, your thoughts, <clears throat> your thoughts <throat> on it now, after we've all seen it three times. Uh, way better. So Ed, uh, way better. Yeah. I love it more, and I get more emotional the more I see it. I agree. I'm with you on that. Like I, I shed a tear. I think in the last time I saw it. We know. No. Yeah, I don't mm, cry I ever. I... Ever. I don't remember the last time I cried. <laughs> <laughs> like when your daughter's a boy, you're like, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's like Star Wars. That's it. Mm. Anyway. So I think I mean get in there. I mean we're going to get into it. I think we all do. We all feel the same way about this film. Do we all really like this movie? Because I. Really do. I had my reservations the first time, and I thought oh, this isn't right. This isn't right. But the second and the third viewings, there's still issues with it. But generally, I really like this film. Over overall, yeah, love it. There's, I mean, there's a mm. couple like execution things, but yeah, great film. James, James, are you the same? Yeah, the first time I saw it, as I indicated in the riff, the thing was I was pretty milk toast about it. Um. After after watching it three times, I mean, it's, yeah, 
I, I, I like it a lot more, though I still can see people's, you know, people being bitchy about it a little bit. Some things that, again, small details, did not like, but overall, I think it's outstanding. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, so I'm going to go through a list of stuff I just noted, like, you know, fun stuff that I was like, what the fuck? Or like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, first one I heard actually on Rogue One podcast, Haas Burkhart mentioned it. And then I went in for my third viewing. I was like, oh, my God, he's right. What? So tell us <laughs> when Poe Dameron in the beginning, Poe Dameron, po Dameron is flying his X-Wing and using that boost of uh, buying time with with Hux. He calls Hux General Hugs. H-U-G-S. Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> like, and I was like, no. And I went and I'm listening. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's saying hugs. He's He is saying hugs. Deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Watch it That's again and funny. you'll notice it. It's really funny. Like, it makes it I even will... better, I thought. I mean, at first, like, when it first viewing, I was like, this is stupid. Like, a little stupid. I don't know about this. Mm. But apparently, <laughs> the hugs thing makes it better, I think. <laughs> I'm uh, on hold. I'm still holding. You guys, yeah. <laughs> Pasty White, you know that guy. Pasty White, yeah, yeah. Still on hold. <laughs> what do you think of that little scene there, James? I, I, I can I mean, <clears throat> I, uh, it was, it was good. Um, I think the way Hux reacted, like I know he's like a super spoiled ass little brat, um, but. I mean, it definitely, like, showed how childish he is. Yeah. Oh, what does Snoke sure. call him? A rabid cur or something? Like, what do Rabid cur, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's essentially yeah. Um, Another thing I noticed, Luke's on, in, in, on Octu, on his hut, the door, his door to the hut is a piece of an X-Wing. Really? Yeah. If you look ah. at it, so it's like a door, and you can see the like red stripes. You know what I'm talking about from the wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can see that in the door. It's oh, really shit. cool. Yep. Oh shit! That's a great that's, spot. That's awesome. That's a good find. That's a good find. Yep. Oh, I, lear- I learned that from now. This is podcasting. They they said it, and <clears> then I went in and looked at it. And I was like, oh my god, there it is. How did they is find that, the that, that out? Did they just that, go like yeah. frame by frame? <laughs> They're, they're just more. Uh, they look at all the details. I thought I looked at all the details, but I know me too. Mm. Shit, yeah, clearly not. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Is that the door that Chewie then? Bars yeah, or... bars them, and then yeah. they put it back. Yeah. They put it back. Yeah. So. Cool. That is a great spot. Also, there. Uh, Matt uh, from the Lucasfilm Story Group. He said. Uh, the you know the chant when Ray's walking to the forest tree on Octu yeah. on the island. There's like this weird chant in the background. Apparently, it's the Jedi code from the EU, the expanded what? universe. You know that there is no emotion, there is peace, there is no ignorance, there is knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. passion, there's serenity. Blah blah blah. Apparently, it's that being mixed and audio fucked up into like a chant 
in the background. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So you've noticed that now, then? You kind of got uh, that? I don't notice. I didn't. I, mm. I hear the chant, but I can't pick out mm. words. But that's yeah. apparently what it is. Cool. Um, just have a few more things here. That, uh, what do you guys think about bringing balance to the force? So, like, I know we could go on an entire mm. podcast about this. So, apparently, uh, Jason Ward from Nellis Podcasting was talking about this, and he was saying that George Lucas, his idea for the balance, bringing balance to the force was, you know, like balance of the body like if there's a parasite you balance it out and kick it out mm-hmm. but disney's taking it in like a you a darkness rises light to meet it balance mm-hmm. so okay do you guys like that i don't know what do you, which one would you prefer i don't i like lucas's because it's like obviously it's nice to have a good side wins kind of atmosphere instead of a there's always a bad guy yeah right go Mm. go James go James what do you think I mean um, yeah I like it balance yeah balance you like where Disney's going yeah I do it's not Disney (laughs) yeah it's not Disney going that way. It's Lucasfilm. Sure. It's still going that way. It's not. Yeah. It's not Disney that making the creative decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean. The, now I Kathleen Kennedy mm. <laughs> versus. I should have said that. I apologize. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, you know, perfectly okay with it. I kind of get both arguments, but. I think from this point of view in this new trilogy, I think that obviously Snoke's line from that is, you know, that that is the balance, isn't it? And that, that, that and I'm presuming it's vice versa. If, if you know, if it's if this, the light's stronger, the dark will rise. If the dark's stronger, the light will rise, and everything. And obviously, this whole thing is Kylo and Ray's story. So there's your balance. So I'm okay with it. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll take it. Genuinely, let's go for a mm. ride, right? Um, mm. what else? You want to talk about light speed? Oh, oh God. <laughs> you see, I, I, I can't even comment on that because you probably, I, I, I just kind of just, I really can't comment on, there's I don't a, look at there's the There's a couple angles on this. There's a couple things on, in this movie that, I mean, it's, it's a sci-fi movie. We can get over it, but... Mm. I have the I got the visual dictionary. Canto Bight is on the other side of the galaxy from where they are. And supposedly this movie takes place over a day or two. <laughs> Sixteen hours. Yeah. And they and Finn and Rose hyperspace to Canto Bight, other side of the galaxy and get back. captured for like half a day. <laughs> get captured, yeah. And come back within that time frame. Sounds completely legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, another point The hyperspace Of the Radis Through the Mega Star Destroyer Like, how is that not Thought of Or uh, shields preventing that In the, mm. like uh, 
it was stupid. I I love the imagery and I love how it happened in the movie and all that. The execution was great, but you go mm. to like the idea of it and you're like, <sighs> what'd you say, James? It's shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just shit. it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> James is what's it? It's fucking like, why stupid. don't why don't you have and uh, a guy I know on that I met at Celebration, Aaron Boyd. He mentioned it. He's like, just why don't we just have droids that can pilot ships and mm. hyperspace them through other ships? Yep, yep. <laughs> it wouldn't be provide, as uh, well, it wouldn't be as dramatic. Still, they're trying to still give a sense of like this old world isms to. Uh, to that, you know, yeah, and, and you know, so they, they want it, they want it to feel like, oh man, like take you back in time when, you know, you had locomotive trains in the in the Wild West and stuff like that. Yeah, in Star Wars, you have ships, but it's really hard for them to pilot themselves. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man, and I agree with that. They've got to, they've got to keep some sort of. I mean, there's always well, that's Star you, you Wars, right? Die, Keeping yeah, it you retro die, and. Yeah, you can dissect everything and, you know, and say, why don't they do this? Why don't they do that? But when all said and done, it's a movie and it's got to be dramatic. So yeah. I still think they've got a, that whole Holdo scenes and everything. I, I kind of think they've got to be there for a purpose. Haven't they? They've got to serve a, a dramatic point of view. So you could probably dissect it and go, well, why don't they could do this? They could do that. Why weren't the First Order prepared for that? Surely that, but... I mean, you look yeah, at with, hey, you look at the Force Awakens, right? Mm. Two things: Han goes into hyperspace in another ship, like in the mm. hangar. Mm. Hyperspace is out. Uh, okay, I, I totally didn't know that. legit. Like, right? I don't. Yeah, totally <laughs> legit. Okay, okay, but like, I've never heard of it, and okay. I accept it a little bit, but then the whole hyperspacing onto Starkiller Base, like it's getting Come a little on. bit weird. Like, like we haven't heard of anything like this before, and I maybe I'm clinging to the EU a little bit. But yeah, I think you are. <laughs> Let it go, Ed. Cool. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Let the heat flow. <laughs> yeah, that's to all you uh, Reddit users there, and all you, what's it? Let the hate flow through you. Let this mm. cling onto that EU. All right, um, mm. let's move on. We could talk about light speed for a while. Uh, you guys like are right with Yoda using force lightning. That was another thing I had. Kev, why? That's another. But for- I, I'm fine with it. I just saw it was a thing people are pissed about. Yoda using force lightning, like calling the force, calling lightning from the sky. I guess it technically yeah. isn't force lightning. It's not force lightning. That I'm going to say, I never force got, lightning. That's not force lightning. That was lightning from the sky to. That's call lightning. He was, use, he was, he was using the force. Using nature. Yeah. All right. To destroy cool. the tree. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm there. I'm there. Mm. So there there's nothing to be pissed about, right? Not there, no. I can't yeah. see any. The heat flows through you. <laughs> <laughs> I never read it as I never read that as force lightning. When I watched it, I watched it three times, and I just he uses like James has just nailed it perfectly. He uses yeah. nature to destroy. It uses 
yeah. uses the, the force to to summon the lightning to yeah, destroy it's natural. you. That's not, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a, force it's like a Jedi druid guy. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah that's cool. I'm yeah. with you. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make a comment. When R2 shows the Leia hologram, saying, you're my only hope, I that mm. was one of the two parts like my eyes watered up mm. oh I love that scene. god so emotional but do you do you get the feeling as well that kind of like the writing in that because it was like luke kind of when he says that was a cheap trick i like and that I, got, I like that i really like that because i kind of thought that's a bit of a a, a uh, lot of fans you think about it, R2 turned him around. R2 turned him around mm. at least a little bit to get him to like mm. teach her the three lessons yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, good on you, R2. Good on you. Yeah, uh, and I, but I really got the feeling that, that there was a little bit of a, a dig there, at, like when Luke says that's a cheat trick and looks at him and using an old, using the old movies again, you know, and it's to say... Look, these are not the old movies. Oh, I see what you're saying. Cheap yeah, tricks. do you see what yeah. you, that it was like? Because obviously the except the it worked. The st- <laughs> yeah, it worked, yeah, and I kind of like that. I thought, yeah, fair enough. Fair, I thought that was a great little bit, and he just calls him old friend in it, and it's just like, um, mm. um, so yeah. So moving on from that, because that was emotional. I think the Leia dying scene was not dying. Um, on the bridge, getting blown up. Mm-hmm. That's stupid, but it was emotional. If you get by the like execution of it, <sighs> the Leia pop. Oh, the, fl- the, the the Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, when that see, yeah. that ruined any sort of emotion for me. Mm. Once I saw her pull the, the Leia Poppins thing, I think if, no, like, if she music... was like sprawled out more desperately, it would have made it mm. way better. Instead of like in like a holding an umbrella stance. See, would she really survive out there? No. It's in the EU. Surely. Do it. No, it... no, no. Yeah, you go into a Jedi, like, mind trance or whatever it is called. Yeah, hibern- yeah hibernation, hibernation trance. That's what it is. Oh, of course, yeah. That, uh, so they, yeah. they've done it. It's I have nothing, I have no issues with her surviving it. I just, the only issue is the execution of it looking mm. like Mary Poppins. <laughs> Yeah. But on the uh, on the soundtrack though, that that's amazing. The music oh, to it when yeah. her theme kicks I listen to it and the sound. Over and over. Oh man, that's so good. But I kind of I, I I did think it was stupid the first time, but it, uh, I, the I'm okay with it now. It's still not. You're right. The execution isn't great on it, but I just love the music to it when it all kicks in and it's just like yeah, I think it's, her using the force and that went. I think it's harp that plays her mm. theme in this. And it's but then so it's just how moving. loud it goes then, doesn't it? And it's like how yeah. loud then it kicks in, and it's like Leia's theme in it, full. It, it moves up in key. Like, not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's so good. Like it goes to minor than me. Like, I don't know. It's, oh, he's a genius. But one, one of the things that that you said there that that I'm completely with you on is I was more emotional the second time than the first, which was really weird. I, that's such a strange. Because he knew it was um, going to happen. And then you were paying attention to it more, like mm, legitly. Yeah, I feel like, and you're yeah. just like, oh my god. Oh but my I think, god. I think, as I think, as fans, you're so hyped up the first time anyway, and you kind of want, you know, that you, it's, it's always, it's always a weird one to, you know, your initial feelings. This is why I always think, 
you know, take your time because your second and your third ones are always the one that will sort of judge your view on a film, you know. And it's like, you know, the first time I saw The Phantom Menace, I came out going, yeah, I really like that. I really like that movie. I held my hands up and thought, oh, that was great. And then I went the second time and I went, holy fuck. <laughs> you know, I was like, my view of it completely changed. And it's, I really, you know, I don't like that film. So, yeah. you know. That's so weird. Yeah. That's like the opposite, right? <clears throat> but I didn't, I didn't hate The Last Jedi when I first saw it. I think none of us had hated it. I just was like, what have I just watched? Yeah. You were... But the second and the third viewings. But, you know. You were blindsided. That's what we all... I felt like I was mm, yeah, flanked. Yeah, yeah, we all yeah. were. And that's what I say. This is, you know... Um, I think it's not what anybody expected. And maybe the line in the trailer of... Luke, this is not going to go the way you think was a dig at the audience. This film is not going to go... We're not bowing to your fucking bullshit fan theories and blah, blah, blah. You've made all of this. You know, we never said that this was going to be the issue in this film. Your Snoke, your yep. Snoke theories suck. Mm. Mm. Past Agreed. Yeah. I'm getting that shirt from Steel Wars. Steel Wars. <laughs> <laughs> your Snoke <Nice>. theories suck. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so the next thing I want to point out that mural, the the like the mm-hmm. on the floor of the, the Jedi Temple in Anak Two. So it has like a little water on it. It's like a little. I don't know what would you call that. Mural, right? Mm. Uh, <clears throat> it, See, James will be James has James has mentioned this before, James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I uh, guess it's sure. it's a it depicts a picture of someone meditating, and it's the Jedi Prime, which is like the first Jedi. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's like a half of him's white and half of him's black. That's another balance thing. Like, what do you think, what do you guys think of that? Yeah, I, I dig it. I, I like that it. makes sense. To, uh, yeah, that it makes complete sense because obviously that's the first. Um, He's really Jedi stressing that balance, like the yeah. the Buddha, you know, kind of deal. Yeah. Hmm. Makes sense to me. I, I thought, thought that, that was pretty was good. Really I thought that's cool. Hmm. I thought so. I think so. I think that's oh, really cool. When bit, the water it? shimmers when Luke is, or. Yeah, when Luke opens himself back up to the Force, remember that in the movie. Oh yeah, when, little, he, when, he acts, when he when he shimmers. Con- is that when he makes contact with Leia? Yeah, 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 he yeah, says, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a. Me- I love that bit. I love and that, that wakes scene. her yeah. up, so she mm. can fuck up Poe, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> let's see what else, guys. I have Ooh. a bad feeling about this. Was Uh-oh. said in the movie, apparently. I was thinking this. Is this said by a droid or Chewie or something? Well, like we that? well we speculated a little bit. We're yeah, like, well, unless we Chewie yeah. said it or R two, it was BB eight. Really? Ah, oh, yeah, it was BB eight, and because 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 Poe responds saying something. I'm trying to. I'll look it up here. Hmm. Yeah, because Poe says, happy beeps, buddy, happy beeps, in response. Oh, yeah. Happy beeps. Ah. Happy beeps. It's like in the opening scene. I have a bit like when he's flying towards the dreadnought. Happy beeps. I have a bad feeling of it. Yeah, Yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. I like that. I kind of like that because it's different. Uh, Right? Yeah. 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 
Like, at first, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Cop out. Now that I think about it, I'm like, well. That's pretty good. So, uh, Phasma, last thing. Scar, like, going to be a nine? What do you guys think? Clearly going to be a nine. No yeah, helmet so. with a scar? Different armor, maybe, even? Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't think slightly she's... different armor. Maybe she's a little... Um, definitely has a scar, for sure. She Although she really, the, I mean, her. on the second viewing, on the second viewing, she really does, she falls into the fire, doesn't she? So you think, hmm, are they, but I think JJ will bring her back. I think that'll also, be annoying. Also, think about this. She could technically not be with the First Order. Maybe she mm. goes on some, like, vengeance thing and just honor Bounty own. Hunter style. Yeah, just like, I'm going to fuck up Finn. And that, mm. and that Asian chick, who I don't know. FN2187 <laughs> and that Asian chick. Yeah. That could happen, but I don't think that would make much sense for Nine. I don't think having a little side story of her personal vendetta. I think if they I bring her think... back, you got to give her a victory, though. She's got to kill mm. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's totally badass in the book Phasma and in the comics, so... There's got to be something there for us. Give her some fan service. Mm, I agree with I agree with that because there's, yeah, I do get why Ryan Johnson said he it, it did. There was a lot of cut out of her stuff, wasn't there? That it, it didn't make much sense from that point of view. So, um, that sat with me better on the second viewing as well because that was another thing on the first viewing. I thought we were going to get more Phasma, but I suppose it's not. You know, we'll get into that with the story. It's not her story anyway, so I do get that. And like James said, she's just the books, is the comic. So I don't know. I still think they'll bring her back. I do. Yeah, she yeah, ain't they dead will. yet. They mm. will. I'm excited for it. I really am. Either way, however they do it. Um, but there will be another comic explaining how she got out of it, just like the Crash and Packers. I will buy that. I, I haven't read the latest one. I will one. buy it. I only read the I first two it. on that, so I'm almost there. Oh, I've got the, uh, I've got the. Oh, you got the whole book. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I got that one and the Vader one. Uh, the Vader one's only comics one to six. You guys should it's read the Mace Windu one. Mm, that's out next year. It may or may not be got... available. <laughs> <All right>. oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they may. Okay, I know what you're saying. Um, okay, I so. Okay. <clears throat> Kev, you got any new stuff? Any new thoughts before we get into character um, arcs? New thoughts? No, not nothing like as in depth as yourself. Um, I always you, like, I'm kind of wondering. Oh, yeah, I, I, I always I wondered what his third lesson was going to be. Oh yeah, I have something on that in the Luke. Luke arc, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, obviously, we'll I go have, over that. We'll go over that. I have it. And then the arc. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But. Um, no, nothing, nothing to add to that. That's really some really good things in there. Um, a lot of it I'll probably notice more when I when I get the Blu-ray and you can watch it at home and pause things and have a look at things. But um, only the ones, some of the cameos I've got now and um, now. Ha- the, have you, you noticed know, anything as far as like acting or anything that's like bothered you? Execution-wise, in the in the movie. Um. Yeah. I mean, obviously, watching it now. Um. 
I'm not I'm not overly keen on the Canto bite scenes. Um, they. I, I, I get why it's there. I mean, I know some people are going, oh, I'll take that bit out, take that bit out. But it, it needs to be there. Uh. But um, <laughs> I'm not overly keen, and some of the humour doesn't work for me on that. You know, the BB-8 with the coins putting in there. and um, uh, That was kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah, some of the CGI bits in that oh. with the faddiers and the, the rides and stuff like that. And there's, there's a little bit of a... So... That has to be in there as part of the movie of the narrative. That does have to be there, and I don't. But, I don't think I, the Fathers like saving them was a bad thing. Like I, like you're not mm. any good person would do it. Mm. Probably. I don't. It's just. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I get why it's there. I'm not. I'm not slagging that bit off. I'm saying I get why it's there, but I just don't think it's when you're watching that the second and the third time. That that drags the movie down a little bit the pacing in there to me is is as on second and third viewings where it's kind of like oh can we get by this bit now i understand why it's there i'm not one of these that's going oh take that out that bit's fucking terrible it's not it, it makes sense that it's there but when you're watching that scene those the second and the third times they they drag for me that the the, the, the canto bite scenes and character development that's it it is which it is, is and it it's... could be bad because and i have mm. the same issue I have the same issue because it's um, it doesn't push the plot forward. Mm. Like no. it doesn't. Them going to Canto Bite didn't do anything to help them help the resistance. Mm. Unless you count the Broom Boy. Yeah. Right. The Broom yeah. Boy with the little thing. <laughs> but that's a kind of a reach. For all mm. that they showed, and you're like, oh, so they did all that, and then they get there and failed. But that's another good thing about this movie, the failures. Mm. Oh. That's what it's about. And, and then but the that's characters... what this movie is about, though, yeah. isn't it? That's what this movie is about, dealing with failures. How do you and how grow do you from them? Grow from that. How do you become what you become? And start how... over. Yeah, that's oh. what this is. And yep. peop... I get why people can't accept that, but I can. I'm, a, you know, and I'm... <laughs> well, I, maybe I'm that's obs- a maybe that's an inherent problem of some people in general who can't deal yeah, with their problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, think, I, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head there, James. I honestly do. <clears throat> I honestly do. I mean, I, I I've not, you know, I've not look. I don't read the backlash anymore because I just think, well, if people are going to feel that way, fine, it's up to them. I won't. You can't argue with that if that's how they feel about it. You know, a good friendly and. If he doesn't like the movie, it's it's fine. It's it's I can't. People will have their own views on this, but some I don't get some of the backlash that. And I've just stopped reading it because I just think it's all nonsense, you know. Um, they want like like oh a big thing the movie also showed was like heroes. You don't sometimes you don't need a heroic moment because that there's mm. a lot of sacrifice that happens in that usually. Mm. And yeah. when you're restarting a rebellion, restarting, rebellion mm. number two, um, you you want to, like, conserve resources. And that's, I think, what yeah. they show with the bombers, that failure, and then, like, with the ski speeders later. Like, just hang back. Let's let's hide. Let's start over. Let's Let's do this right. Not just be, like... I mean, they they are heroes. They can probably get do a lot of damage, but is it going to matter in the end? 
mm. the first order yeah. is going to rebuild that ATAT or whatever, you know, like that's like that's nothing. That dreadnought was probably uh, nothing. Like they have more. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. That that's the point of it, and it's it, you know it's you know, I mean we'll get into the character arts in a minute, which I think are great. I really do. I think they're written great. Yep. I think they're written really Got well. Gotta have um, that spark. Have that hope. Mm. This is what I this is what I got the second and the third time because there was a lot of that I missed the first time and a lot of things that are kind of explained in there. You know, when Luke sits down with Yoda, when Kylo's talking to Ray, um, when Leah hands the baton to Poe at the end and it's like, listen to him. That's the whole point. This is not the classic trilogy. It's not the original trilogy. It's not about Luke. It's not about Han and it's not about Leia. This is Ray. This is Kylo. This is Poe. This is their story. If you hate that, fine. If you, you can't, you can't argue with people on that. If they want, you know, because I think a lot of fans, you know, they go in, they've lost the shit because it's not following the EU and it's not doing what they want. It's not going, I read one bloke absolutely fucking slate in this movie because it didn't, Luke wasn't married and Luke hadn't got, <laughs> you know, he'd not married Mara Jade and he'd not, oh got, my you God. know, he'd not, he'd not got Ben, he'd not got Ben and his child and it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, from the start, they've said, you know, we acknowledge the EU, but we're not going to do that. We're going to do something. Now, you might hate them for that. You might hate Lucasfilm for that. But I think they had to do that. I think it works for me. Got to move if, on. If, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. All right. Um, anything else before we go into character arc? Let's go into Luke. James. I kind of summed it up for me. <laughs> I mean, Kev did a hell of a job there. Yes, he did. <laughs> what he said. He covered the backlash. It was good. Um, all right, let's talk about fucking Luke. This guy. Mm. Can you imagine? Do you guys have siblings? For the no. listeners. I have one no. older sibling. Uh, say you have. Oh, you mean sorry? So, yeah, go on. Sorry, Ed. So, what, what did you say there? Just for the listeners. Um, yeah. Say I've got a sister. You yeah, had a yeah, sibling. If you don't. I've got a and, sister. Sorry. Oh, you have a sister. Okay. And yeah. they. <laughs> and they sorry. had a, they had a child, and you had to teach them and raise them in the ways of something. And you fucked it the up. The Jedi way. You fucked <laughs> And you fucked it that's, up. That's, that's about right, James. You are Luke. Think about that. Leia's kid. I'm taking him to my academy, and I fucked it up. That's that's some heavy <laughs> shit. Mm. He, sure looks, he looks inside of... It looks inside of him, as we saw in the movie... And you hear the the sound effects. Uh, He's killing people. <laughs> He's killing people <laughs> with the light. You hear lightsaber sounds and stuff. I think it's his students dying. I think he must see it. Mm-hmm. How scared would you be seeing <laughs> that? Right? Like you don't know what exactly what Luke saw, but you can kind of tell. Like that really, really, really bothered him. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, that would definitely mess you up. 
Yeah. Like it, 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 I have no problem with the way Luke reacted because holy shit! I mean, he could have been a better, better Jedi, I guess, and not let the emotions take over him. But still, like holy shit, he sees glimpses of his academy and and fellow students getting killed. I would freak out. Unclip my lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think? But that, does that make but that you? Does that make it? I, I'm just going to that scene and like, I I feel like it's warranted. His reaction, because you don't know, really know what you what he saw. Yeah, agreed, agreed, completely agree. And I think this is one of the biggest issues that people have taken again is Luke's portrayal, isn't it? You know now. Mm. Um, but you see, I'll, I'm not defending Ryan Johnson in this or anything because it's it's like what's it? But don't you think that Ryan Johnson's taken a lot of flack for something that he's had to address from the Force Awakens? Yeah, right. Yeah. Because if you, you you look at that, one of the one of the primary things from the Last Jedi is why is Luke where he is? From the, why is he... from the Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From, 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 like, so why is he there to... helping the Resistance? Yeah. So and... all these people right. slagging Ryan Johnson off for doing this, I kind of think, well, it's the only way he could go as a writer because they've put him on that island. He's he's, he's secluded himself away. What's, what's took him to that point? It's not going to be a happy ending there, is it? So it's not going to be all sweetness and light. So... He's had to ask that question of why is Luke there? What has he done? Why has he shut himself away? Why does he not want to be a part of that? Now, to me, that whole thing, like you say, is it must have been pretty bad for him to, to have done that, and it right. had to and it had to originate from 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 the Force Awakens, from Ben Solo. What happened on there? Now. You know, all I've read a lot of. I, I've stopped reading the stuff, you know, and I've, I've kind of because it's just like, what's it? But and I know a lot of going. I don't think Mark Hamill helped the situation. No, he, um, he tried to heal it, but it was a mm, little late. Yeah, and I think fans leapt on that straight away because it was like you know, and and I remember I, I, there was a quote that he said, you know, I disagreed because Jedi's don't give up. Jedi don't give up. Well. You know, I'm an original trilogy. I love that original trilogy more than anything else. But Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda gave up. Right. They went into hiding. So this whole thing of Jedi's, I will say, I'm going, well, actually, they do. You know, Obi-Wan Kenobi did that. He hid away to watch over Luke. Now, and, you Is know, that Yoda... Is that giving up? It didn't give up, though. I, 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 it's a strategic retreat, strategic yeah. withdrawal. So I, I just think, well, you know, Yoda, the same. He went and hidden on Dagobah, <clears throat> went away until the time was right, and so on and so forth. Is I, Luke I think doing sort of that? I think it's more, you got to think about Luke's situation. He's the only one left. Uh, the mm. only guy left. The only master. Mm. The only true master, and no one to lean on. See, I, 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 I didn't like the fact that it said, like, you've shut yourself off from the force, you've shut yourself off. I kind of think, would Luke do that? I don't think Luke would 
would do that. Um, but I, I get from the writing why he's put him there and why he is like that. And, you know, um, you're right. I get, I he, get why he, he believed is. that was the answer. He believed, mm. he believed ending the Jedi, him dying on that island, would prevent any mm. more failure in darkness. Blah, blah, blah. That's why he did it. Mm. So then Ray shows up, and that changes things. And more mm. importantly, R2 showing the whole Yeah. <laughs> But once again, that that's in the writing as well, isn't it? That's in the writing as well that's addressed when Luke says, what did you think I was going to do? Take on the whole First Order myself with the my laser sword. sword. With a laser. I love that. Like the, oh. I just hear well, that's that. what Anakin says in The Phantom Menace, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. your laser sword. So, yeah, so, <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think there's kind of that. I mean, you know, the fact that we probably all would have wanted to see Luke kicking ass and doing all this lot. This this movie doesn't give you that because he's, he's like, uh, you know, do you, is that what you thought was going to happen? You, did you think I was going to take on the whole First Order myself and come and do like that sort of thing? 60 years old. Mm. Original trilogy Luke wouldn't have batten an eye at that. Mm. Original trilogy Luke would have been like, where's my axe wing? Let's go fuck some shit up. Yeah. Right. Mm. But it's 30 years later, so... It's not original. Yeah, uh, now he has acid reflux. Yeah. <laughs> and osteoporosis or something. Um, mm. So Yoda teaches him. Yoda appears in his uh, and controversial image. <laughs> yeah. I was fine with it. But anyway, he tells him he needs to get over it. Get over about dwelling about the past and preventing it from happening in the future. Think about the now. Do what. Yeah. Do what's fucking right, and and then he says, "Masters are what uh, their students become." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's uh, the whole point, isn't it? So he that grew he, from he that. Does, yeah. Mm, that Luke Luke learns that lesson about you know wisdom and age and that's kind of failure, failure, mm, the biggest thing. But but but. But, you know, not everything, you can't necessarily pass that on to everybody, that everybody's going to embrace that, you know, it's like your kids, isn't it? You, whatever, you, you want the best for them, but it's, it doesn't always work. This is the whole, to me, that's what I got from it. People, I get why people hate it. I, I do. People have their own view on it, but I can only say what what I think about it, what I got from it. You know, it's... The whole point of the film, I think, is this is a new. It's a new film. It's a new trilogy. You've got to let go of the past. These are these characters. Right. This is the story we're telling. It, it, um, the more you think about how Luke is, the more it just makes sense. I agree. I, I like. do agree. And it didn't. You know, it did not sit right with me in the first view, and I was kind of like, mm, but. The more you delve into the depth of the film, the more it does. I the think, more it does to me. And the catalyst. Is Ben Solo, mm. his nephew, yeah. nephew, your siblings, mm. your sister, your brother's kid that you took under your care, you failed him. Mm. Mm. That's that's big. Uh, killed your all your yeah. other students. Tried to kill you. Mm. 
Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. No, I totally agree with that. I do agree with that. That, that it would, you know, it, it it takes, you know, I mean, I think Yoda says to him, doesn't he? We lost, we lost Ben, we can't lose Ray. Mm-hmm. Because this is the new generation. This is what it's about, passing on that to them. That well, Ryan, Ryan Jens Johnson commented on this Entertainment Weekly. He said, and I quote, I think the hero's journey of Luke Skywalker concluded in Return of the Jedi. Mm. This trilogy is the hero's journey of Rey and Finn yeah. and Poe. Mm. The ongoing story of Luke is one that has to play in tandem with that of Rey, end quote. Mm. Yeah. That's that's just gold right there. That's that, like, that, like, that is, that, and that, and that, that to me sums everything up, and this is exactly what I said earlier, and I've not read that quote. That's the first, honestly, because I've just kind of just given up now with this whole backlash thing. I just thought, I can't, I read it to start with. I can't be bothered. So if people feel that way, but it is, this is what we said earlier. It's, it's not Luke's film anymore. It's not Han Solo's film anymore. It's not, it's not Leia's film anymore. It's Poe and it's Ray and it's right. Kylo Ren. And when we get into that at the minute, I think they are brilliant in it. I think Ray and Kylo Ren are fantastic. I think they are just terrific. Yep. Absolutely totally fantastic. Agree. So, mm. so this, now if you don't, I have a now question. As a fan of, yeah, go, oh. go. So I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So Luke of old, old yes. perfect hero, mm. right? Protagonist from Return of the Jedi, whatever. As interesting as the Luke we got in this, or less mm. interesting, more interesting, do you like this Luke better just because of his growth that we've just talked about? It's a tough one, right? Because as a kid, mm. you saw it in the <coughs> 80s, and you're like, oh, I want to be like him. I love that. I love that. But now you're an adult, and you're seeing what Luke went through in his in his mm. growth, and it it's kind of more interesting, kind of. And not in like a cool action, swinging a lightsaber kind of way, but in a different way. Yeah, one. I agree with you. I think well, I think older Luke is better than younger Luke as far as entertainment on the movie screen, anyways. Yeah, that's it, where I, I am with it. And he's got that sense of humor now too. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. The wink at three PO. Oh, it's all good. Mm. Yeah, See, that was pretty uh, interesting. You know, the, with the whole Luke thing, I mean, with, with the whole. If Mark Hamill, if Mark Hamill did disagree with the character to that extent, he wouldn't have put in such a great performance as that. Right. Because I think he's absolutely terrific in this movie. The conflict in him and the the, the kind of, I think, it Mark, it's Mark Hamill's best acting performance in any of the films in anything he's ever done. I think he's really, really great in it. So if he did disagree that much, why is he so great in it as an act? Is it an acting performance? I think he was just telling the truth. Like at first, he was yeah. like, uh, "You're going way too dark for my character," and we talked about this a few episodes ago, mm. where like Ryan Johnson actually changed the script because he talked yeah, to they, Mark they, yeah, Hamill, and yeah. and he still kept him the way like we've seen him, mm. but it was mm. darker. Mm. Um, and that goes into the third lesson. That was deleted. Mm-hmm. The deleted scene with yeah. uh, Ray, third Ray's mm. third lesson. Uh, right. I, he said there were bandits attacking a nearby village. 
and she ran to help them when he said you don't need to do it because if you go help them they'll just come back with more mm, that's, okay. not, that's not how you solve the problem and uh, she shows up, and it's just a party. It's like Chewie and R2 dancing with, like, the locals. And uh, <laughs> this is reported by Slash Film, by the way. Um, but the third lesson is that real help comes from action, not, like, from the mystery of the old religion, I guess. Mm. I don't know. And that was, that, like, what he was teaching her. I guess. Mm. Interesting. Okay, okay. And then, and then I, apparently I, Ray cries and says that the, the old legend of Luke Skywalker that you hate so much, I believed in it. And then Luke is ashamed. Wow, okay. But now but now now JJ can do the third lesson with Ghost Luke. We could do it. We could do it. Ghost <laughs> Ghost Luke goes up, yeah. Um Yeah, I I thought that was done. When I watched the movie again, I thought they deliberately left that third lesson out to kind of mirror Luke from The Empire Strikes Back that he kind of goes, because he doesn't complete it fully and he goes off early, doesn't he? Because Yoda says. Yeah. So I kind of thought that was deliberate, that it was just the two lessons. And she leaves, she leaves, doesn't she? She goes. Oh, yeah. Um, Learn so. Well, that, well, let's get into mm. Ray next. Do you want to talk about Ray? Mm. Yeah, sure. let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, her, let, you want to talk about her parents first? Well, the big thing is. Uh, she faces her parents are nobody, and Ooh. that's the biggest thing. Um, or are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, according to Ryan Johnson, so he, she goes into that cave, remember? And yeah. faces her greatest fear, and it ends up being herself. Hmm. I think my first initial thought when you watched it was this is going to be a big reveal of a bit like Harry Potter of like, I'm looking in the mirror, there's these two figures that go into one and then it it's, it turns into her. And it the, the first time I saw it, I kind of thought, what the fuck is that? But... Um, well, it's, it's, it's not her. It's her fear is her relying on something like her parents. Mm. Like my parents are somebody. But yeah. they're not. So that's her fear. Mm. So, like, her fear is relying, is only herself to rely on. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, I, I got that, yeah. I, so I got she's on her own, and she's scared because of it. Mm. That's, that's her character development in this, in her arc, I think. Well, that's what that I got she, from that. Well, that she needs to learn that she'll be by herself, or she needs to learn to deal with being by herself or yeah. something. Stand up on her own. Yeah, not, agree, not yeah. rely on parents <laughs> being, you know, a fortune or whatever. You know, having Jedi powers or whatever. Uh, she also learns, you know, uh, something. She chose to go see Kylo, as we said. That's not wise. She disobeyed Luke. Luke said, "Don't go. <clears throat> it's not going to turn out the way you expect." Um, what? Else? You guys, any have anything more on the cave scene? No, I, I, I think I, I think we all in agreement with that. I thought that that that's what that was echoing that the fact that she was so desperate to see them when she knew seeing herself it, it was her. She was, it was all about her. She was the the only one 
there that was she yeah. seeing herself because it's it's there i mean i've got to be honest i absolutely i was asking you what you guys thought of that bit i love that scene mm. now yeah. The clicking of the fingers. I think that's just like when she's clicking her fingers and going, you know. And then what What I find interesting as well was, um, and this is once again um, really well right, is the fact that as soon as she goes back, I originally thought she was going to be talking to Luke and she's talking to Kylo. And it's like, and I thought, yeah. And then that's, you know, she says, I didn't, I can't remember what she says now because obviously it's like she says, I didn't, um, get what I wanted. She said, I didn't get what I wanted from it, or or something like that. That the dark, she goes to the dark, doesn't she? It's like she goes to that dark place, and once again, it echoing like Luke in the cave in Empire Strikes Back. You know, he disobeyed Yoda. Don't take your weapons in to the cave. I thought that was really good how they did that, how they echoed that, and it was she. Kind of like Luke saw something she didn't want to see, and it was done, um, done deliberately. So yeah, um, yeah, I love that scene. I loved it, and it made Me too. it made so much sense on the second and third viewings. I just thought, yeah, I get the whole point of that now. Well, I that, really, really do. Uh, James, yeah, <laughs> you like the cave scene, or you? Uh, I have to. I'm I'm with you on Kevin on this one. The the, I need to watch it again to really give me another feel for what it is, but it's definitely um, this huge build-up, dark montage to find out that oh wait, you know the biggest thing you're fearing right now, you you have this fear about discovering who your parents are, but really that fear is yourself, like a fear of yourself, lack of confidence, not being able to like, you know, grow and move forward and do the. Th- like become who you are kind of thing. Yep. I think that was the, the lesson of the cave that it was trying to tell her, but whether or not she got it, we'll see how stupid she is in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, <word. laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so let's lay into her parents. Let's do this discussion oh, right lay here. Lay into those shitty parents. So Ray says they are nobody. Then Kylo says they are junkers on Jakku who sold her <clears> off for drinking money and are now dead in a pauper's grave on the desert wasteland. Wow, I was savage. Mm. So my thing is, then what the fuck was that flashback in The Force Awakens where she's like reaching uh, towards a ship that's leaving? If her parents are dead in a grave on Jakku... Yeah, but that, that was their selling them. That was just them selling her off wasn't it at that point and leaving yeah. that was the sale of Ray that was but obviously they're dead in a pauper's to... grave on the desert wasteland which makes you think it's Jakku mm. am I misinterpreting I don't know that's what I thought immediately mm. it, there's yeah, some well, weird they could take it they could but take they it in a couple directions they could have just flew the ship somewhere else on Jakku yeah yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't oh, but there oh, does need to be. be there does need to be more explanation on her parentage. I didn't buy that. But also, so one thing and a quick overarching theme about 
not getting enough detailed information on Ray or any of the other characters. Like, we didn't really get anything on the Emperor in the original trilogy. Mm. We just knew about him, that he was there, but not where he came from or anything like that. So maybe we'll find out who Snoke is in, like, 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure we will. Mm. I'm sure we will. Anyways, go on. Next. Or, in the, or in the TV show. Right? TV oh, shows. my God. Right, the TV Snoke. show. Snoke the cartoon you show. You see that theory that Snoke was, is is the prime, the Jedi prime? Oh, Jesus. Then, people still want to have a theory, don't they? People, are like, people wait, still really want to have a theory. Wait, then he would know where the first temple is. Mm. Anyway. Um, anyway. <laughs> so Ryan Johnson actually talked about Ray's parents, that whole scene. And he says, and I quote, For me, in that moment, Kylo believes it's the truth. I don't think he's purely playing chess. I think that's what he saw when they touched fingers, and that's where that's what he believes. And when he tells her that in that moment, she believes it. End quote. Mm. Mm. See, I think there will be more to this. Yeah. I still think... You it know, could be an I'm your father I, moment in the next one. Maybe. 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 Snoke was your dad. <laughs> oh man, you killed your dad, man. <laughs> that it could still be that. That it Praetorian guard, that, that second all. one you killed, was your dad. Mm. <laughs> oh, this, this is just fucking awkward now. <laughs> also, you know what? What really sets me like thinking we can't fully believe stuff that Snoke says or Kylo says? So Snoke says he connected Kylo and Rey during the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how they were seeing each other in those like connections across the galaxy. And um, what happened at the end of the movie? Rey and Kylo connected. They're still connected. At the ramp under the, mm. on the Millennium Falcon. Snoke is supposedly dead. Mm. But is that not trying to say no. that... But they were connected anyway. <laughs> they were connecting themselves. Yeah. So no. So like, if Snoke, <laughs> if Snoke lied, then what the fuck is the truth? We don't know. We don't know. This is. I know. We're suffering Ooh. from middle movie syndrome. No. Nope. We don't know if it's nope. the truth. Come on, oh, no. come on, James. Come on, James. Come on. <clears throat> well, it's clear. Um, it's very clear. clear. Yeah. Uh, so the dice when. Luke pulls the dice off the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. He makes that force bond with the dice. All right. Follow me here. He has mm-hmm. the force. He has a force um, bond with the dice and he leaves the dice there at crate at the base for Kylo to find. You know what I mean? And seeing that like in <laughs> um, seeing that. Uh, what Snoke told him or rather seeing Ray and uh, seeing Ray and fucking um, Kylo Ren together in the huts on Octo, he realized like that's how they make the connection so he purposefully did that so they would have one last connection for her to say fuck you I'm out of here I think that was Luke making that connection at that point not Snoke and that's why the dice disappear then because they disappear exactly. don't? why the dice mm. disappear because that was like Luke's like trick or whatever no I don't know that. I guess no, it's kind I don't of know. Know. 
Ed's like, Ed's not. Ed's like, that's that bullshit. I find that answer Bull. unconvincing. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. Because that whole die, that whole dice scene at the end when they disappear. Um. Yep. What's that? Was obviously, from? yeah. What did you get of that? Because obviously I was I fine that with was it. Loot. They they were having that weird connect. Like, remember when Kylo's like feeling water on himself? Like the wipes mm. his fore forehead and there's water on his glove. Like this, there's, there's a weird force connection there going on. Like Luke touches Leia's hand. Kylo touches Rey's hand. Uh, Kylo touches mm. Rey's hand. Luke, Luke gives Luke gives the dice to Leia, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So then does Leia leave I it think behind it's just Kylo? Like, like Luke dies, and then the dice go away mm. because his illusion's gone. Yeah, but there's a bit of a gap between Luke dying and then the dice going, isn't there? Watch the movie again. This is what I'm saying. This is this is the one. Well, um, also you could you could you could so say that, so Luke, James is, Luke James... is now one with the Force. We so can do whatever he wants with those yeah, dice. Yeah, so James. <laughs> yeah, so James is theory may have some. There's, there's a chance. Some some backbone to that. I'll give him a chance. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. I just think it's a little too like what the fuck. They still have a connection. Mm. I did think that, but like no I way, don't I don't no think way. Luke doing it is a good mm. is a good reason. Good enough reason for a big screen. Yeah, but maybe maybe James is right that maybe Luke thinks that Ben can be saved and Ray can save him because she mentions that throughout the film. I, he's our well, only hope we can save him. Doesn't so... Luke? Didn't Luke tell Leia he can't? The mm. end? And Leia, he did say Leia that. Was, and this goes into the next character. Leia comes to terms with saving Ben. Mm. He's not savable. She can't. She can't save him. So yeah. that's that's what I had on Leia. That's what mm. she her character arc. Mm. Well, see, the I got. I think the, the the one thing with her is I love the scene at the end when she knows now that Poe is going to take the resistance forward, and that was um, is that really at the end when she says what he says or something? She says, you know, um, don't look at me, do what he says, and that's Poe finally realizing the chain of command, which we'll get into Poe that you can't. You know, because the whole thing with Holdo and Leia is he's a flyboy, he's, yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah, he's got to get his blah, blah, head blah, blah. out of his but cockpit. It, yeah, that's it. And he, and he does by the end. He's like, he learns his lesson. He's going forward. He's going to take the resistance forward, like Ray's going to take the Jedi forward, etc., etc. blah, blah, blah. There you go. <laughs> that's, well, that's that's what I let's thought. Let's talk about Poe now. Let's just do it. Do it. Sorry. Do, do it. it. Do it. Um... So we did Ray, we did Luke, we did Leia. Poe. He learns from his mistakes with the bombers. You mm -hmm. know, he's like, I'm going to do a heroic act. And I think it's the, he's just really um, narrow-minded, focused on that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And then they lose a ton of, what is the quote sheet Leia says? Not here, not leaders. Or not heroes. Dead, dead, dead heroes. Dead, dead heroes. heroes. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh, and that must have hit him hard. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the whole point, isn't it? That, that when he comes back and he's like, and she slaps him down. You demoted. Blah blah blah. There's a bigger picture here. You've got to play the bigger picture. 
you know, even Holdo with that and everything, she's like, and he does, he learns that by the end. That's 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 yeah. the whole and point. Then again, you're on crate and he learns it finally. After yeah, right. Stunned and, and he... demoted. <clears throat> And now we have the new leaders of the resistance. Ex- exactly. Yep. He pulls exactly. out with the ski speeders. He's like, "Nah, mm-hmm. we can't lose people. We need, we yeah. need, yeah. we need people to help spark the rebellion." Mm. Exactly. That, that and now we have Poe, and now we have um, Finn, and now we have Rose and Ray and Chewie. Yeah, which and ties Paul. into exactly why Rose saves Finn. Finn. Yep. So that is, let's that go is into exactly... that. Let's go into Rose right now. So right, she learns in. to live, li- save lives instead of sacrificing for a small chance to win. Mm. Nah, she just mm. bowing her for Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Am I yeah. wrong? Uh, Am I you wrong? are. You're correct. Once correct Finn's Big D. Yes. Big D. <laughs> that's what uh, it's all about. Oh, that's that's kind of ruined. I that think scene I now, think there's a deleted scene I was reading. With the two of them, the development of them too. Oh uh, yeah, hooking up. Like yeah. Uh, um, yeah. See that's that, that's a or no Rose to... joking about <clears throat> Finn liking Ray and Finn being like no 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 we're just friends you know. So I, there was like a scene like that and they deleted it. Hmm. One of the things I've got is the, the kind of the a kind of I do like the scene with Rose at the end when she says you know I love that line when she says. Um, that's how we're going to win, not not killing what you hate, saving what you love, which is the whole point of this movie. That's yeah. To me, that's the whole point. But that, that whole kiss thing, that was like, well, you're not really... I don't know if that sat right with me, with, with the, the development of them two. They never really kind of... They had a little scenes on Canterbite, I suppose, and things like that, but that the kiss, I kind of thought, mm, I'm not sure about that. Have they known each other long enough to do that? Well, you know, think think about what just happened. Finn was about to kill himself. Yeah. So yeah. Rose suddenly had to deal with all these feelings. Mm, right, so of she, losing someone else that she loves. Yeah. She so she did it. And I think that's why she did yeah. it. Yeah. Um that deleted scene probably would have helped a little bit, but Yeah, maybe that will make make sense on the Blu-ray and when they're on there and stuff, but Yeah, I mean, I, I that Yeah, I I do because that was really good. I honestly genuinely thought the first time I thought it, I thought Finn was going to die. Yeah, and I was getting... And they give you so much time with it, too. Like I was like, all right, mm. I'm getting to terms with this. Finn's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but genuinely, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I thought, he is, he's going to die here. So, and I would obviously like Poe and realize that that's the whole point. You, you don't just go in and kill people. You, you've got to save people to, to live on and you know, fight another day and so on and so forth. Um, so let's move to Finn, you know, I, yeah, do Finn. Cause we're right there. So, yeah, sure. Uh, I had a little trouble figuring him out cause like he, he, he was on, uh, cancel bite and learned the whole, like, don't see things on the surface, materialistic, like, Oh, Las Vegas. Awesome. But, Rose was like, look underneath, look between the lines. This is what's really happening. And he's like, oh. So he he grew in that respect there. I feel like Um, an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then on Crate, he grows wrong. Well, he he makes a mistake and decides to sacrifice himself. And then gets saved and learns from that, I guess. 
right? Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's Rose and him jointly thinking we got to save ourselves, save lives. We got to regrow. Preserve. Was, yeah, preserve. <clears throat> Self-preservation. I mean, it's not just about kamikazing into the supremacy star destroyer like fucking Vice Admiral Holdor. Hodor. Hodor. Um, Hodor. Well, like you, Hodor. you, you destroy that little battering ram. They're gonna make another one. You know what I mean? Like exactly. It's not... Yeah. You gotta think big picture. Mm. They're gonna build something else. Like. And I know, James, you had issue with Finn in the in the Force Awakens, didn't you? Did you did you like him more in this movie? Uh he he was better. It just wasn't um just wasn't I don't know. He wasn't as stupid, let's put it that way. <laughs> See, yeah, I, a... I, I think as a character he's he really grows in this one. I think it's one of the Yeah overall strengths with his character in this one. Because the whole thing and the Force Awakens was um, uh, one of the things I like is that it's all about escaping his past. I've just got to get away from the First Order. I've got to get away from the First Order. He tries to leave. He tries to go. But this one, I think he realizes it's not just picking sides. It's why. Why is the resistance there? What? Why? Not just to escape the First Order, but he genuinely wants to join the Resistance this time. That they're fighting for a purpose to make a better future, to make a better what's it? That the First Order is this tyrannical, evil presence, and he's, <clears throat> he, he's, he's growing right. beyond. You know, he's looking too he, much on the surface. Yeah, look deeper. He was, that's what I thought. So in this one, I kind of, I really liked what they did with Finn. I thought he was great really well written and which you said earlier Ed, i think the strength of this film is the character parts of it i think you know and particularly the newer characters i think ryan johnson really takes them on mm-hmm. you know i mean we'll get into kylo which i'm sure we save until last because yep, holy alive. shit mm. so um but i thought finn worked really well in this because i had issues with him in the first one the kind of jokey you know um stupid kind of ex-stormtrooper escaping and um but i thought in this film it was it it, it, it made he was kind of realizing why the resistance were doing what they're doing instead of just going i've got to get away from the first order i've got to get away right. from them he's a direction this, yeah it was just a getting away from that but this time it was oh actually i see why the resistance is doing what it's doing what yeah. the point of the resistance and it's the is, right what, thing to do which is and what it's the right, saying. right yeah yeah it's not just a case of I'm doing it to get away from the First Order. I'm doing it, you know, like when he... That's all the Force Awakens is really until, you know, towards the end. But this time, you know, it was, okay, why are we doing... We've got to do this for a reason. We are doing this resistance for a reason. Right, and a lot of the film, a lot, Yeah, a lot of the film gets into that, which I really liked. A lot of the time, even the original trilogy, when it comes in, it's just good versus evil. These are doing this. These are doing this. This is why. There's no. This one really delves into the fact of you know why are the resistance doing what they're doing? What is the point? The sacrifice, and I really like that about it. And Finn, I thought, really was well done in this film. I thought they actually made him. And that the bit at the end, why would he do that? Why would he sacrifice? Because he realizes why the resistance is trying to save them now. He's trying to save the resistance at the end. 
Right, and he especially that, saw that with Rose, that like yeah. woke him up to being like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's bigger than yeah. everything. Exactly right, James, exactly right. So I really like that, yeah. I, did. Oh, I, thought I was... forgot to mention with Luke, now that you're talking about saving lives and stuff, so Luke, at the end, brings his illusion in, and he's creating an, like another legend, essentially. Mm. Like when he starts walking out of the base... To like confront all the ATM sixes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, they do they do a shot of the rebels, the rebel resistance soldiers, like looking like what, you know, like yeah. Oh, what's mm. this guy doing? This is hooded dude. Oh, is that Luke Skywalker? You know, like you get that feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And and they're about to see a dude walk out there and take a bunch of laser bolts from or laser fire from the ATM sixes and live, and then confront Kylo. He's a, he's a legend now. Like now they're gonna go mm-hmm. off and tell this story to everybody, and and the movie shows that in that final scene with the room boy. Exactly. That, that's exactly what yep. I got from that. that was like, oh yeah. Spark. All these. All so these, that was yeah. obviously delayed, like years later, a couple years later maybe, because yeah. it had to have mm. been some time to spread that legend rumor thing. Yeah, yeah, and Luke Luke is still a legend. He's still. Exactly, you know, because that's into the, the Force Awakens when Ray says, you know, he's a legend, that you know, and he still is that. He's not, you know, we the audience look at his journey and go, okay, look, you know, whatever it was. But you know, the end of the movie, he, he is, he's learned. He did better. Know. Like he could have yeah, showed up yeah. physically and done some flippy mm. shit, and some people would have been happy. But that's I think, what I, mean. that, I think yeah, for the yeah. development of Star Wars and the story, this was very well played. Mm. I agree. Agreed. Totally. Agreed. So you want to talk about Kylo? So, Kylo Ren. <laughs> oh yeah, the last Fuck. dude. Yeah. Uh, this Can you guy... put a shirt or a towel on or something? <laughs> <laughs> what is the point of that scene, fellas? Uh, lip service to women. Yeah, and I think that was really uh, Adam Driver. Chest service. Excuse me. Adam Driver works out. That's the point <clears throat> of it. Um, <clears throat> so I just have a. Th- like, I'll just start generally. He goes from wanting to be Vader, essentially, right? To being on his own, destroying the helmet, and then eliminating his master. Mm. That's kind of like the broad where yeah. his character went. That's, um, I mean, when when's the decision that he makes to kill Snoke? I think when he... Freaking well! He, remember, he tried to draw his lightsaber on him, and then he got a uh, force lightning. Yeah, I think then, ish, or maybe even sooner. Mm. You never know. Really. Maybe when he smashed his helmet. It may be. I mean, with dark side users, like they think of defeating their master from the beginning, essentially. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? What are they like? I think the most development we're going to see of Kylo is in the next movie, if it goes ten years down the road, five mm. ten. But uh, I just think I just I just think he's just fucking awesome in this film. Yeah, I, I, much I genuinely... much more devious, conniving, complicated yeah. character. You don't know. Mm. You don't know if like he just fell into his decision <laughs> or he's been planning it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to like show this. This um, insecurity of being good or, or evil, like showing good, but still mm. being dark, and just to like lure people into my trap, you know, like 
I chalk wow. He's <laughs> very complex. Like I don't know if that was uh on purpose or not. What do you guys think? I think it was. I think so. And I think it it's kind of the whole I think this is why a lot of people can't accept the film and I get it, you know, because they were expecting I think they wanted the big reveal of Snoke, which we all expected. But to me, the, the whole point of this and now is that he's the real villain. Right. Kylo Ren is the real villain of this piece. And I, that that bit when Snoke died, obviously from the first time, I was kind of like... Um, annoyed. Me? What? I was annoyed. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Right? When I saw it the second time, and then that whole lightsaber duel with him and Ray, I fucking love that scene yeah i absolutely badass. fucking badasses beyond what's it and then they both fight together and just it's just brilliant and it makes sense the second time i went holy yeah and it's kind of a shock originally because you everybody once again oh you know we didn't get our big reveal we didn't get our what's it no that's the point kylo ren is the villain of this he's the one that's you know this is his story. It's Ray's story. It's Poe's story, like we've said. And I like Han, Leah, and Luke when it, it was the three heroes, if you will. We've now got a complex villain of, yeah, you know, and like we said earlier at the end when he's like, um, put everything you have on that man there, you know, onto Luke and all that lot. He's fully embraced the evil now. He's kind of the supreme leader. He's telling, he's putting hooks in his place. Just... Oh my God! He totally put Hux in his place. <laughs> yeah, in, in his and ship. Is... There, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that hoodwinked a lot of people that they thought Snoke was going to be the the one. And this is what people are upset with that it didn't go that way. And I get that. I'm completely fine. But to me, it was always cut. And that whole bit when he now sort of tricks Snoke because he thinks Snoke can read his mind and then he just twizzles the lightsaber and just goes, fuck you now, I'm, you're not you're not manipulating me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, and I genuinely, when I watched the film the first time, I thought Ray might join him. I thought they might go that way and kind of think, oh, that'd be interesting. But I kind of get why they haven't now, that this is, you know, their story. But I, I thought he was just fucking awesome in it, Adam Driver. I'm really <laughs> not in that fucking shirt off scene though. But they could have got rid of that, but he's brilliant in it. I Absolutely. think that's why I'm so sure, excited for nine. Or something. I'm so excited mm. for nine, just to see mm. his maturity. Like if it goes years down the road, like whatever you call it, maturity, not maturity, mm. <laughs> immaturity. But, it's like uh, the, and even the bit with Luke at the end. No, no, no. It's like the the Luke, the, the sort of Luke Force projection sort of thing. But the, the, I really like the, the sort of dialogue between them when he says you know if you strike me down in your anger again i'll um you know i'm always going to be a part of you which they could play in nine really well if, if that's just like well done that, yeah yeah and that and he's makes like see around sense. kid yeah yeah that's like he's coming back dude he's coming back and it's like kylo's fully embraced it now and um is he redeemable um now that you've Watched it a few times. Um, I kind of hope not. Yeah, I want him to not be redeemable. I want this mm. just to be straight up nasty. Because I don't, I don't. The thing that worries me though is if, if, if with with JJ doing nine is will he do like a Return of the Jedi kind That's of redemption? Yeah, redemption thing. scene. And I kind of go, no, I, I kind of hope they don't. 
because we've got to be they've got to be brave and Star Wars. You know, one of the things I've always cried for is for that, and this film gives you that, and people fucking turn against it, and it's like, mm-hmm. um, which I, which is fine, but um, yeah, I just yeah, it's just I thought he was just fucking awesome in it. I really yep. did. Yep. No, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Kylo fan. This uh, this episode. Mm. This episode. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think, Ed? What do you What do you think overall? The, the, Kylo, the Kylo, and the old. Mm. I love his like good evil thing, like how he's like, and you see it in his face. Mm. He does, Adam Driver does such a good job. Yeah, of, like yeah. showing conflict in his face, like when he's about to shoot Leia on the mm. uh, on the radis on the bridge mm. there, and like he's like conflicted and like half he looks like a kid, you know, like almost mm. about to cry, and you're like, wow, mm. is he like 14 years old or what, you know? And Let's then see. and then um, talking to Ray in his connections, you can like the acting is great. When he when he um, when he's like seems conflicted, yeah, right. Mm. And then what does Snoke say about him? Remember, he's like, "Ah, oh, you fell into the trap, you know." Like I know, you're he's... A ch- yeah, yeah. He's and he said, like "You're a child." That. What did he say? You're a child as well, or something. Earlier yeah, or yeah. Something. Like you, 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 you wanted to be Darth Vader, take that ridiculous mask off, and all that lot. And then, well, no, when Ray's crucial. when Ray's there, and he's. He's talking to Ray about Kylo mm. and saying, yeah. Kylo, obviously, Kylo, I know he's conflicted light and dark, and that's why I used him to get you here or whatever, or try to get Luke. Yeah. He, actually, he admitted he wanted Luke there, right? Not, not mm. Ray. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. like, I'll take you. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I I think the acting does does him does it a lot of justice, too, so. That's where I'm at with. Yeah. Well, they're both, they're both, both, both Daisy Ridley and Adam Driver are sensational. I think. I think they just really are. This is, you know, and um, there was a couple just, scenes with Ray, uh, Daisy Ridley, that I was like with Luke when she's like doing like a monologue about the resistance. Yeah, that that, re- that really needing. What's that Luke. really one? What's that really weird scene when it said, it, uh, "We need you to come and." Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? Are, you like are you reading what the something? Fuck was that? <laughs> Are yeah. you reading a teleprompter? That was, that was, that yeah, was that terrible. Yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. That was really poor. That, that, was, that was just like, that, that was like a little bit of narrative there to keep people that have lost the uh, thread of it there to just kind of go, we need you to come back and save Kylo Ren from the dark side. And you go, what the hell was that? Except <laughs> when Mark Hamill does his Darth Vader did this, or uh, Darth Sidious. Yeah. He calls him Darth Sidious, not Palpatine. Yeah. Or yeah. the Emperor. Hmm. Um, did all that stuff? And which is, yada, which yada. in some way I think, makes sense. I think Hamill it? did a really good job of that. I thought, I thought Hamill totally. was terrific. I thought yeah, Hamill he was did a great job. Mm. I mean, he which fucking, say, you know, he nailed it. Mm. Yep. That's what I said earlier. To say if he totally disagreed, it's fucking. Uh, I don't bonkers. Really go along with that. Yeah, it's bonkers, mate. Bonkers. You want to do the two emails? So, you guys want to do the two emails and we'll be done? Yeah, let's finish. Nearly done. Sure. Yeah. The first one's quick. Ish. It's from Wayne Dumas. <clears throat> Hi, Wayne. Lucas. Anyway, uh, <laughs> isn't the term Anakin's lightsaber 
a little ambiguous. I got the impression in the prequels that he was just losing things left and right. How many <laughs> lightsabers? How many lightsabers with ties to Anakin do we think are really out there? Uh, that's a very good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Well, they obviously say the, the, all the, the time. The, Anakin's lightsaber is the original lightsaber, isn't it? That, so, well, but, the, I mean, yeah. Lucasfilm now has been trying to call it Ray's lightsaber because Ray has it. Mm. Well, no well, one has it now. She's going to rebuild it now. I hope so. Mm. Into a two-bladed staff, saber staff. Ooh, yeah, yeah. This could this That's... could be when we do see the saber staff in a yeah. good, in a good guy's hands instead of him. And the final, <laughs> the final battle with the final battle with Kylo Ren. Yep. <sighs> Very yeah, oh, fucking sure. wait. Um, yeah, sure. But I'm not gonna yeah. put my hopes up because you never know. Ray could just throw. A, Ray, you could just the opening scene. Ray could just throw a lightsaber mm. over his shoulder and be like, "I'm done." <laughs> mm. Yeah, fuck this. Because didn't we have that question before? Because when Anakin's lightsaber gets yeah, um, I think Carl in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. He, that gets broke, so then does he rebuild that, or is that a new one, or... Yeah, then obviously I guess he so. Gets... So that's two, right there. Yeah. And then... But then, because he gets that one... He gets that one thrown to him in Attack of the Clones, on Genosis, yep, so that doesn't would be he? Three, the green one? There's <laughs> another one there. Yeah, that, that one, so... But I presume he just gave that back, or something. Um, so then in Revenge of the Sith, he would have had... I presume he's rebuilt the one that he got... Lost, yeah. destroyed in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> right, then, right. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Trust then as Vader, the he makes Wars. his own. Right, he is a yeah. Vader one. So that's an. Mm. I mean, would you call that a Anakin? Anakin does one. It, does he lose anything in Attack in the Clone Wars, Cotty? I'm just trying to think. I don't think so. I don't think he does. His, no, I think he's got that one. It's your life, Anakin. The... <laughs> this weapon is your life. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Why do I get the Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Ah, oh, such a mm. good obvious line. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna What's the next email? Ah, uh, it's from Scott Adley. Ah, uh, he says hello. Hello. SPCs. Hello. Scruffy-looking podcasters, I think is what he meant by SPCs. Uh, I was looking at this still of Knights of the Knights of Ren this morning. So there's a picture. I don't, you guys remember it. It's Kylo Ren yeah. in the middle, and there's a bunch of his knights around him. One's holding a staff. They're all holding random weapons, random armor. Um, okay, so he says, And it occurred to me, are these guys the Imperial Guardsmen that Kylo and Ren double-teamed post-Snoke? So the Praetorian Guards? The various, mm, I thought that. See the various weaponry, the helmets, etc. Mm. Yeah, I thought that. He goes on to say, Dark side bigwigs have a fine tra- tradition of suspecting their apprentices and trying to nip any growing power in the bud. So it makes sense that Snoke might want to subvert or lay claim to any sort of private force-wielding cell headed by his apprentice, Right. Makes sense. All right, makes sense. But why wouldn't there have been some recognition if this is true? If Snoke has pressed them into his own service upon Snoke's death, wouldn't Kylo's former knights be happy to support him as a new supreme leader? 
I suppose it could be argued that these not as good for students have haven't been Kylo's knights for a while, so Kylo doesn't care at all about them when it comes time to fight. But hasn't but it hasn't been that long, surely. That's his email. Thank you, mm-hmm. Scott. So ultimately were the Praetorian guards the knights of Ren. Yeah, I you know that's kind of the And I've heard this on Now This Is Podcasting, Jason was talking about it. How, I don't think like, so. Like, it would have been cool if once, once Snoke died, like, the Praetorian guards just bowed down to Kylo. I mean, you wouldn't get a fight mm. scene. But... <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, like it would be kind of cool. I don't... They're not... They're, I, 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 they can't be the Knights of Randy. As of they now. can't be. No. Mm. In my opinion. See, I originally thought I originally thought that that the Praetorian guards were going to be the Knights of Ren, which would have made sense. But they can't be. Then that fight scene becomes a bit silly, doesn't it? If it in that respect. So yeah, I think that's probably why it's not hinted at because they're probably not. So they're probably dead. Yep. Or somewhere else. Or somewhere else. Mm, yeah. Uh, so that, that photo of them in the rain is that. That's not at the temple, right? Luke's. Luke's Academy. And it's in the rain, and it wasn't raining when the Academy mm. burned. Also, so. Kylo's dressed in his garb. He didn't make that at the Academy. He also has of course. The, he also has the red lightsaber. Right? No, it's true. It's true. Of course. Of so course, this yeah. must be later some other massacre. Hmm. Mm. I, I can see that. Yep. I'd forgotten about that. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great that is... uh, observation. Mm. So we don't. Yeah, he's in full Kylo gear, but obviously he's when like, when the he didn't have destroyed. that in a chest somewhere. At the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, he didn't whip out his red lightsaber, <laughs> throw his blue lightsaber away, <laughs> and do all that shit. No, no, you're right. Oh, totally yeah, I like that. Interesting. Also, why would? If if the Knights of Ren are other students that teamed up with him, the handful that Luke <clears> mentions <throat> in The Last Jedi, the handful of students, why would they give up their lightsabers for, like, pole arm and axes? And, mm. You know what I mean? Like, you, I would yeah, stick yeah. with a lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, I think from a, from a, from a story point of view, the Praetorian guards have got to be just guards, haven't they? They can't be them. Well, I, mm-hmm. I also so, think... Well, my point is I also <clears> think <throat> the Knights of Ren are not Force users. Mm. No. Or not no. not not the uh, students he left with. Because they would, yeah, okay. they would obviously still be using lightsabers. <clears throat> right. Right, so they have to be, they got to be out there, which we may see them. We'll probably see them, and we may see the end of this, of that uh, Force vision in this final movie. Yeah, yep. Ooh, I mean, they, yeah. they can still be Force attuned, use the Force. Right. But I don't think they're the students. Correct. Correct, yeah. Great. Good totally. question, yeah. though. Good question. Great, yeah, that is great. <clears throat> yeah. All right, that does it. Ooh. Emails are done. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps us up. Yeah. James, you want to take yeah. us out? Punch it. Oh, punch it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this week's Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Remember, you can check us out online at, at Scruffy Podcasters, or you can check us out on Twitter at 
Heber207 at Scruffy Podcasters at KPG1974 and at Scruffy Looking Ed. Guys, have a great week. We will see you on the flip side. May the force be with you all. Goodbye, all. This party's over.